last week off because nat wanted to watch um star wars trilogy again <laughs> yeah i i uh went out and licked every doorknob i could find until i got tested with covid and then i just spent a week and a half on the couch just uh you know doing um so living yeah that sweet covid life so so <laughs> so so yeah uh hopefully uh our listeners understand that's why there's probably i think going to be about a month in between episodes but thank you yeah um People but we're like what the hell uh, yeah, our, our loyal, this live, very this loyal li- fan this free base. podcast that I don't pay <laughs> any loyal money fan for. Base. <laughs> um, Nathaniel South is very upset. What, I don't know if you can sense this on the pod listening, but Nat and I are in each other's presence. I think for the first Yo! time. You know, 12, we were, 11? Yeah, yeah 11 we were, we were oh, trying shit. to, we were trying to nail down when the last time we hung out in person was. Um, I, I think it was like 2011 I think, yeah, I think there was some Christmas where, uh, like I was going we, like, up met. to like a family outside of Port Huron. I was going up there for Christmas and you guys, and so I just like kind of, we just kind of like yeah. swung into like Royal Oak and. Met yeah, at, yeah, like a Coney Island we, or something. We've, we've covered this before, but yeah, it was just one of those things. We we started the pod just because we've stayed friends on the internet, and I was yeah. like, I really want to talk about music, and I like Nat, and he talks music. But on top of being in person, uh, so hope you I hope you sense the in person vibes. Uh, we have our first guest. guest. Uh, so we are live in yes. Galaxy Brain Studios, yes. which you don't know what that is. Google it. Type in Galaxy Brain Studios because and then buy things from them. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, our dear friend and owner of or co-owner of Galaxy Brain, uh, Rosemary co-owner. is here. Yeah. Um, hi. Yeah. Rosemary. In, I'm your first guest. Clap. First guest. That sucks. Insert audience clap here. Our wives left. Wait, you say so that otherwise sucks. we would have had. Yeah. No, that doesn't suck. You're, you're like me? a. You're a. Po- oh, no, you've like you're well, a no, podcasting no, 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 no. pro though. You you yeah. you have like a real. You have a, well, you have a couple podcasts. Were you the you one that like triangulated his destin his location in his room based on the echo <laughs> yeah. of his Bluetooth headphones? Ros- it was Rosemary, <laughs> Rosemary is the one that stood in my office more yeah. than once and clapped it's just and helped full me. Of corners, it's well, just like nothing but corners. Right, right, right. How many rooms there are, are you in with no here, corners? <laughs> but like, there's all kinds of shit on the walls, <laughs> and also I there have direct go. address mics. He now is he now has some some stuff on his yeah, bought some moss walls. It sounds and I better. got some books. And you put better. your guitars up on the wall. Oh, those those will baffle some. And sound. I mean, mm-hmm. ulti- well, in the first, we were discussing the first five. I was using like a like a uh, Yeti Blue USB <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. mic, which is perfectly fine. Yeah, but my wife call. felt insecure. My wife was listening to our podcast, which uh, I told her she didn't have to do. And then she goes, <laughs> "Why does Nat sound so much better than you?" And uh, so she she went on. Um, she surprised me. That's by the magic of editing, baby. Buying a bunch of stuff. What do you record with? Like an SM7D or something? No, no, no. I have like a, a AKG, like oh, some okay. shotgun mic. All right. Um, I don't know the name of it. My father-in-law is a musician and just like randomly will mm-hmm. sometimes give me nice mics that he oh, doesn't use nice. anymore. I'm like, all right, cool. My dad tries to pawn off extremely old rack mount gear from the 80s. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> and like I want it, but I don't know where I'd put it. Oh, man. I so uh, Give it to me. <laughs> one of the, my first problems in moving out of my... Um, because my, my, my parents, I've always lived in a house, right? Yeah, and then yeah, I yeah. move out, and uh, I had a massive, like, DVD 
collection because that's what I spent my money on in my early twenties. Absolutely, and, that's what that's what it was. That's what and I move out. I get married. Yeah. I move into my apartment, and I'm like, oh having stuff is actually like a problem when you're <laughs> have limited space. And mm-hmm. then we moved to SF, which I had even smaller apartments here. Oh, yeah. So now that we have a house, you're just going to get all sorts of stuff now. That, yeah. Now that we, after nine buy years of, stuff. of getting rid of stuff and trying to minimize my life, now I have room for stuff. <laughs> your, your house is, your house is dumb. You could honestly have one bathroom that's just full of DVDs. <laughs> you, no, you, well, you have the bathroom that has like the bathroom inside of it. What do you mean? I don't have a bathroom with it's a bathroom. True. Well, you, you have about? an inner sanctum. Yeah, yeah the inner sanctum. You have toilet. a cloister. That's, There's like a bathroom, the but then the toilet bath. is that's. It's so far away from the master bedroom, though. Homestead. <laughs> Wait, are you talking, talking about the bathroom you're using, or I'm about up, top no, floor. the one upstairs? Top oh, floor. that's no. The, oh, that's the inner sanctum. Like yeah. you so, walk in. Yeah, there's so a door. for our listeners, I have a bathroom with. Um, uh, my wife's gonna get so mad at me because I don't remember all toilet the toilet rooms. So I would say what Nat would say normally. I think there's neighborhood. It's like a like a. I don't want to say vanity. It's, it's like a vanity. cloistered cell. <laughs> it's it's an area so if you want to pee and someone else wants to wash their hands you don't have to do it in each other's presence there is a door separating the water closet from the uh sink and there is a term for that room and i don't know what it is and my wife has told me like 10 times and i just say it's the bathroom with two doors i'll also say i can't conceive of a marriage in which someone would there is certainly other living arrangements uh-huh. but like yeah some long-term mm-hmm. rom- like life partnership where you're just not you're going to close the door while you're peeing so your partner can wash their hands. Y'all maybe need to do some some inner work. Yeah. No. Uh, go I live, in a, go live in like a dirt floor Bathroom, hut for a while. I don't. No one, I don't want to be in and or around a bathroom when anyone's using it. Okay. No one needs to be in and or around a bathroom you when would I'm hate, using it. You would hate my master suite then. I'm. You're the kind of guy that pees with the door open. There's literally you're, no yeah. door between the toilet and our bedroom. Oh, yeah. It's all no. just, it's like a, a converted attic. Everything's just all out in the open. Mm-mm. Cool. Mm-mm. We I'm live into in, this. We live in La Vida Loca, baby. <laughs> Mm-mm. I where's, just, our, where's our Ricky Martin deep dive episode? Dude, <laughs> bring me back. Bring me back. Um, but yeah, so to keep us a little on track here, Nat and Michelle are visiting. Yeah. Uh, we uh, they, they flew out to San Francisco. They're staying with us for know, a couple days. days. And we're, kind, we're like, Lauren and I, my wife Lauren and I are using this as an excuse to take like a little staycation, which we like doing. We're, we're kind of weird in that we don't spend our money on travel a ton but also we're getting to see some getting to see mm-hmm. some dear friends <laughs> yeah for the first wonder- time in 11 years for the first time in a long time yeah. uh and i've only known nat's wife through the the internet and stuff yeah so, and, so uh, yeah we're getting so she doesn't other. remember meeting you ever and we've been married 12 years so. yeah i don't i don't like, i think we were in the that. same room at times at certain places but yeah, i don't yeah, yeah. think I'd yeah, yeah anyways yeah. so they're staying with us and we're showing them around the city but we're kind of we're not doing the normal San Francisco tour thing. So like Monday, for instance, uh, we did not like take them around the city. We did just a, bar- a, a barbecue backyard grill at my, my friend's house. So yeah, you got the authentic backyard the authentic, hangout, which I prefer. SF's I would experience. much rather just go and like hang out with people who hang, who live in a city than yeah, like same. And I go uh, yeah. to, we apparently have been told we need to go to Fisherman's Wharf for some clam chowder. No, you're good. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like I feel, look, Fisherman's Wharf is fine, but okay. Here's what Fisherman's Wharf is like. It's it's you go there, and it feels like every tourist area you've ever been to, but of it's course. on a boardwalk, and there's seals. So like, 
but there's like a bunch of kip, kitschy like stuff and keychains. So like Navy like, Pier in Chicago. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or, yeah. Which is maybe the Pike Place in Seattle. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. Do or, they throw fish at oh, yeah. Fisherman's Wharf? No. Well, depends <laughs> on wait, what. Not in the way you mean. Not. <laughs> I feel like I feel like I just learned an important lesson in San Francisco this sex is, work slang. This is going to get back to the thing where weekly um, Rosemary's uh, wife will. Oh yeah, we'll like, teach you stuff. Look, you guys, I'm an adult. Okay. Yeah. I know about the birds and the bees. Sure. I've, sure. I've I I I've even conceived of some things that are outside of the birds and the bees. Mm-hmm. Mm. I've conceived a child, but yeah, you have, you've yes. proved it. Mazel tov. Um, but yeah, I had sex at least once. <laughs> yeah, at least once. But, but once I'm, a week, like, yeah, like, uh, your lovely wife will, will uh-huh. be like, say something bubble about like bussy. I'm like, what's a bussy? And then everybody does the, <laughs> Oh, Jesse doesn't know what a bussy is. Oh, I was and just making a stussy joke the other day. <laughs> I don't even know what these things are. And then Tiff will be like, Explain which I right. you will have to edit yeah. it out. Of, but I don't know. Throw it into Google if right. uh, it, in a was, private tab if you don't know what a bussy is. But I'm like, fine. it's not that I know what this is. I just know the the Zoomer term. Right, right, right. There was a there was a tweet I saw something. It was like the other day I heard somebody say hussy. I'm like, great. Now I got to figure <laughs> out what this hole is. Um, <laughs> this is man. a brand new. Like I need to figure out what this is now. Oh. Like no, it's just a hey, term that's been around so for hundreds. This of came years. up because you said. What did I do say? Throw, you said, do they throw you're fish? And you're fish. like, well, not in the way you around. mean. Oh, yeah. I'm sure that means something. I'm happy in my ignorance. <laughs> I'm just happy over here in my dumb ignorance. In Seattle, it literally means throwing fish. Yeah. Right. The little the fish throwing fish. I've been, I've, been, uh, I've been to Pike's Place, and it was not as touristy as I thought. Like, it was yeah. actually served a purpose. There's some yeah. cool stuff there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I like went to that. the first Starbucks, and the the... Uh, the lady's breasts are exposed. Oh no! Oh yeah, the the Starbucks mermaid. She's got it all the way out. All so the way. <laughs> so there's the original one, which is like I, I think it's like a na- mermaid. She's a mermaid or something. Mm-hmm. And then there's the logo it's that they had supposed for, to be a mermaid. Well, always. there's the yeah. logo that they I'm had like, really? forever, and I think she would kind of have like a hint of cleavage on like the logo that was like from yeah, mid nineties yeah, yeah. or whatever. Yeah. And then they did a rebranding in like twenty mid twenty tens. And now it's just massive chunks of, of hair where right. there would normally be breasts. Mm-hmm. And uh, look, I say, I've say i said this before, where every time I see a sign with something funky written on it, like, hey, please don't do X, Y, and Z, you go, well, there's a reason that sign. Yeah. I, I know that someone somewhere wrote enough, and they got enough angry letters from someone being like, <laughs> I love your coffee, but this sexually promiscuous mermaid on the Here cover. Here is what I am confused about. So they were about. just like, fine, we're going to cover her with hair. I feel like the people who would get mad about the sexually promiscuous Starbucks logo and the people who would get mad about the Starbucks cup yeah. is a circle. That Venn oh, yeah. diagram's a circle. They're so the who are who you appeasing? The cups right. They're not they're not buying your product anyway. No. So what are you doing? They don't I need don't your titty coffee. <laughs> Uh, so, so Nat, you've been yeah. visiting. Yeah, how's your, how's your, how's your time? How do I rate as the host? How's your time been <laughs> in the city? Uh, it's been, it's been a nice time. I am wondering if we were to find just like some unmarked storefront mm-hmm. and stood in a queue in front of it, how long it would take for a line to form behind us. Not oh, long. people love lines <laughs> yeah, in the city, man. I, I'm driving around and I've seen several oh, lines yeah. in front of like empty. You go what to the mission. To be empty thing. I'm like, 
on the weekend right, and there's we just went, lines we, we and you're like what is this for today. is this brunch yeah. is, th- is right. this brunch is this a sneaker release yeah. is this, what is this oh, god yeah but no so we went to the mission today for uh lunch before go. oh yeah, yeah we, we went did. to the redwoods we went to uh tartine uh, tartine tar- uh, oh, like wow. manufactory like the the yeah, yeah. proper that's ones. that's a proper line we sat down well they well, no, luckily this, didn't have was, a line that, today that didn't have a line but there were lines while we were driving i, I was observing lines happening i'm glad um, you noticed this on your own because it's something that i've gotten used to <laughs> but i remember in 2013 when i moved here being like I'm People also are willing to stand in lines yeah, here. <laughs> I'm also pretty sure there's an episode of either 30 Rock or New Girl where they talk about that happening in either New York or LA. Yeah. Um, I will say I am enjoying San Francisco way more than I have ever enjoyed any time in LA. Uh, uh-huh. I hate LA. Because LA is a car city. LA, it's just like you drive awful. from. I'm sorry. If you're We've also you only LA, traveled by car, so that's not a great. Yeah, it's it's, it's not a great caveat, right? Now. Oh, you're talking about here. Well, yeah, yeah you've only drove driven us around. That is true. Um, but uh, no, like so. The first day we walked around Hate uh, Boulevard Avenue, whatever road. Yeah, the Hate Ashbury area. The Hate Ashbury area. Went to Amoeba Music, which is I have only oh, yeah. ever bought stuff from like their online store. Huh. Oh, that uh, was I believe the first one you've been to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think oh. there's like a couple, right? Yeah, there's one in, there's LA. one in LA. There's at least one in LA. Yeah. Uh, my stepsister, back before she uh, never spoke to me again, huh. uh, one Christmas bought me a uh, couple records that she got at Amoeba. Were they bad records? Is that why you don't speak to her anymore? Mm. No, it was Closer by Joy Division. Oh. So, oh. absolutely. Wow, okay. That was right. like. Yo, good job on that. <laughs> um, no, it just like it's, those, um, it's one of those things where like I uh, like it was her birthday maybe this year, mm-hmm. and I went to like pull up her number to like text her, and then I like looked at the thing, and the last thing was like three years ago on her birthday, <laughs> and I was like, this is probably why I haven't said anything the last two years. <laughs> so not to get dark and family, but that's how I know when I need to just maybe quietly like not a just quietly say goodbye to a friend was when i i have their birthday contact info on my phone and i'll look and i'll go yeah oh it's, oh, only it's bob's birthday and i'll pull up bob and then it's like the last message is happy birthday for me you're going i'm like yeah people drift apart and that's perfectly natural well there's that there's that episode of bob's burgers that i watched on the plane uh where there's the discussion on whether Teddy is his best friend or not. Aww. He's like, no, my best friend is this other guy. And he's like, when was the last what? time we talked to him? Six years ago. <laughs> Which is also just kind of how male relationships that is work. Male relationships like, we oh, were not man. talking yeah. a whole lot before you texted me randomly. And we're like, hey, do you want to start a podcast? But, I like, mean, we were I don't talking we've directly. We, were, we would text yeah, every now yeah, yeah, and yeah. again. And we, would, we would comment on stuff. And comment on a lot of stuff, talk about music on the, on, uh, the Facebook. But, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, but, but yeah, but it, that's, this is kind of how, like, male friends go. It's yeah. just like, that's the, that's the American male experience is we have been in the same place one time and we are best friends now. I, it's so the cute. it's the Ron Swanson Aww. like That's really sweet. I haven't seen you in years, but I guess I'm just gonna call you my best friend. And we don't have to speak, oh, <laughs> but we so, don't have it's to. So speak. sweet. Yeah, Ron Swanson had that line. Is like, my, uh, there's this guy here. I didn't. I knew his name. Didn't know what he did outside of here. Didn't know if he had a wife. He was the best friend I've ever had. We still never talk sometimes. <laughs> oh man. Uh, <laughs> the other night I was hanging out with our our mutual friend that we know, Evan, and. Uh, and, and his his significant other and I 
had the thought, his hair's looking really good lately. <laughs> yeah, like his, it is. Whatever haircut he's doing is looking good. It's working for him. And I, and I didn't say anything. And I had that like gut check moment where I was like, dude, you're yeah. What? Go ahead. Tell your just friend. Go ahead. Yeah. You like his hair. And so I gas up I, your friends. Normalize so I, gassing yeah. up your friends in so 2022. I, I was sitting there, and in, in, in his 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 uh, sniff together was there, and I, I looked at him and I said, "Hey, I, like I mean this sincerely. I'm not like being a, a jerk." <laughs> that uh-huh. also I had that to preface. preface it. I had right, to preface but that it. preface also makes because, it seem well. That's how dudes are. Because I'm like, "Hey, nice hair." Like, yeah, yeah, if yeah. someone came to me, "Hey, nice hair," I would be like, "What's wrong with it? What do you right. mean?" So I, I put my hand on shoulder. I was like, "Hey, I mean this seriously." <laughs> but your hair, I like, I like your hair. I did. <laughs> Hold I did. him aside. I did. And I hey, said, "Hey, listen I said, up, sport." Hey, sport. Listen, <laughs> listen, buddy. The short on the sides, the big curl on the top. It's working for you. It's nice. And his, Good his old significant other goes. Was that just like a very grown-up version of no homo? Yes, <laughs> I was just about to say. <laughs> That's just nice boy, no homo. I was like, yeah, <laughs> sorry. That's yeah, very cute. No, it is <laughs> male. <laughs> male expectations of this country are bullshit. Mm. But, uh, but yeah, but so we are we are here in San Francisco. Oh, we also went to the Redwoods today, which was oh, lovely. Yeah, yeah the, except the, for the, the uh, drive up the mountains was. Well, it was an amazing. I mean, drive. it's nice views, but it's like. I, dr- I drove like every time a, a another gentleman. car every every time another car passed I'm like <laughs> <laughs> I've driven I mean I've driven that stuff enough where I'm no longer I'm not I'm not nervous but yeah, I yeah. am there is the bit in my brain that says ten and two buddy right. and like there you're are, carrying it's not only yeah. your your own dumbass you're right. carrying a lot of precious <laughs> cargo here uh, so yeah I no but uh, it's it's windy and. And uh, inevitably, people got car sick because and the Mount Tam, Mount Tamil Pie, yeah, um, and oh, yeah. the speed limit was literally ten miles an hour. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's it a still big old wonder. But then it's the redwoods; they're beautiful. There's yeah. a one like ring of tree they brought down. And it was like, here's when the trees started. Probably estimated 909 AD. I'm like, that is a long time ago. It, it's a really clever yeah. uh, visual, the, whatever. Yeah. I don't know what to say, but like because it's the the tree and a different points on the, the rings, tree. Yeah. It says this happened, this happened, this happened. This and when pretty the much all of, the, started. all of the history that I am even remotely familiar with. It's oh, like the yeah. tiny sliver on yeah, the edge right. of the tree. And I'm like, oh my God, this is just the tree, not even like the forest. The earth. Yeah. Right? You yeah. know, or the universe. Well, also oh my God, I don't the, know. You had mentioned that the United Nations started in mm-hmm. SF. Yeah. And then also they like went there. Yeah, there's for a little some placard saying ceremony in 45, or whatever. I think they met. And then yeah. after they all went down to Muir Woods to think deep thoughts. Yeah, but then it's like, so that was 1945. <laughs> that is, uh, you know, however many, like 80 years ago. Yeah. But even at that point, like the ring of the tree we were looking at, it was not even still up on a tree. That tree had already fallen down. By oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The tree, like, <laughs> so fell. Like, the tree fell in like the 30s. Yeah, or it was like 1930. The tree was chopped down. But then. Uh, it's like, oh, that's a long time. That probably that's probably a good place for the world leaders to like hang out and be like, oh, we're not here for a long time, actually. <laughs> I, I think that's call up call up Putin and like, buddy, make him look stand. at that'll work. Hey, can bud, look how old this this can tree I FaceTime is. you and show you this tree? <laughs> See, life yeah. is very short. Yeah, yeah, no, that's, yeah. Uh, so glad you showed me this cool thing, my friend Jesse. <laughs> yes, uh, I will stop worrying immediately. I will yell. Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> I will riot. I will let pussy riot out of prison. <laughs> What if, uh, I think I, I so I have this theory that oh, the also reason where, why uh, uh, oh. the reason why Russian accents are so fun to do is because uh, your mouth just kind of spills out. Well, it's, it's <laughs> it but it's really fun to do mouth. because it's one of the it's one of the few like because the, they're white people. So as a white person, it's like oh, oh I get I to see. do this accent <laughs> and I get to make fun of them and like there's nothing problematic about it. No it's rules, not, just know. right. They'll be yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's like them <laughs> and the French. I'm like oh I have a field day. Oh absolutely. So, like, I'll, I'll, like, if I see a white person doing like, an Arabic accent, I'm like, hey, hey, hey now. Uh, anyways, we, yeah. we, we should we should boogie on. Yeah. It was also point out it was the same forest or a similar forest, at least to where they filmed Return of the Jedi. I was just about to say Ewok country. Yes. So there's a tribe. And I just watched that. So There's a tribe called the Wookiee. Wookie. No, the Miwoks. Ertz. The Wookiees are such an the idiot. Wookie, the Wookiees oh, are the Chewbacca people. Uh, I never the, do. The, Anytime the, you uh, ask for it. What was it again? You remembered it. Miwoks. Miwoks. Yeah, and staring at that, I thought, oh my God, he had to have saw this and thought, oh, I'll just move some letters around. Right. Yeah. I also, the story I had heard is that he wanted them to be Wookiees in the first place, but then he couldn't find enough tall wow. actors. Cool. So he just made them short I and changed yes, it to Ewoks. Is there really that... Is one people can put on like stilts. Well, sure. And two, I, I don't know. Maybe it was you know the material was make the material go <laughs> half as far on the, fur, on the, yeah. on the they, they were notoriously tight on the budget. <laughs> Return yeah. yeah, Return of the Jedi. You know, really, really. We don't got no enough carpet film. for all these Wookies, but uh, we got enough for these, these Ewoks. <laughs> yeah, we have twice as many Ewoks as we have Wookies. Um, so, yeah. so here we are in SF. We walked around Haight Ashbury. Yeah. Because today we... <laughs> we were I doing had, research. Yeah. Doing some research. Uh, we had thrown around some ideas of like, okay, like we were there on a day that we'll be recording anyway. And we should do something SF themed. And we probably talk about Deaf Heaven enough that we don't need to do <laughs> an and entire we, Deaf Heaven we episode. both don't like Metallica. And we don't want to do a Metallica <laughs> oh, thank episode. Christ. <laughs> um. But yeah, but so we decided we decided uh, to talk about the summer of love, which is just kind of a feeble jumping off point to talk about uh, psychedelic music in general, and especially like the psychedelic explosion of 1967, because uh, it is exactly that. I feel like there are a few years in music history that are absolutely pivotal and are entirely just like unreal in what happened. So like 1991 is one of those with uh, like the punk explosion and then like the year punk broke with Nirvana and then everything else that came after. And then like 1977 with where that's where like the actual punk explosion was. Yeah. Not just so like punk getting mainstream punk and then like grunge. Right. Right. Like right. Kind but of like shutting the alt shutting down. Right. Uh, uh, the hair metal movement. Right. And making hair metal. Look yeah. So that was silly. 91. 77 is where things really kicked off. Like you had like almost every important punk band started in 77. Um, and then you have like 1967 is one of those years where you look through and we have looked at some of the stuff from 1967. 1967 and it is an absolutely unreal year so, where stuff is just popping off it is ridiculous um <laughs> but i i will say that i've i've always had a tumultuous like i like when i read hippie manifestos <laughs> i'm like yeah yeah. Hmm. yeah i agree free a free store for yourself yes 
I agree. And then I meet hippies <laughs> or I'll listen to hippies and I'm like, and I like turn into slowly Don Draper and I'm like, get a job. Um, and so I've always had this t- tumultuous relationship with, with, with hippies and obviously the, the summer of his, you know, but I, I also want to say another big reason why we wanted Rosemary on the show, despite being an actual professional podcaster, uh, we're, we are again in Rosemary's studio. Thank um, you. There's multiple successful podcasts, which I will plug later. Uh, Rosemary grew up true. here. Rosemary is not a Midwesterner who grew up religious, uh, no. but very different. No, I'm a um, San Franciscan atheist Jew. There you go. It's the American dream. <laughs> very different. Uh, so, yeah. wait, like, if I can, if I can be my a very bad version of Terry Gross. Ooh, okay. <laughs> Tell me Terry, more about that. Terry, Terry disgusting. Oh, hey. There you go. <laughs> Terry nasty, Terry goes, but Terry, Terry nasty. <laughs> nasty. Oh my god! I'm sorry, I missed your question entirely. Terry nasty, if you're uh, my Jan. question was just tell me more Wait. about that. Oh, about about growing up in. Yeah, I think it's hard. What were your first words? What were my first words? Yeah, what, what was it like growing up? Pass the bong. Actually, what, was it, <laughs> what was it like growing up? Because again, where I grew up, I only relate to. Oh, this happened here, and this happened here, and this happened here. Yeah, you grew up. Somewhere where something very significant happened, and kind of in the in the specter of it, if I could say, like, huh. what what is that like? You know, I think it's probably not that. So I grew up outside of San Francisco, not far outside of San Francisco. I've moved about forty miles in my life. Um, but growing up in San Francisco, going outside of San Francisco in the nineties, I mean, I I have to imagine it's not that far off from what it feels like to grow up outside of Detroit in the nineties, where it's a a city where things once happened, sure, but where they do not happen any longer. <laughs> um, and I you mean, as a kid, you weren't amped about Netscape, you know. Well, here that's what's like, interesting is that oh, when I was man. growing up, San Francisco was a nothing town that was kind of recovering from terrible drug and gang problems um, in the early yeah. '90s, and then there was the internet boom, and then it died yeah because that's what it does the, the bubble burst in like the dot-com bubble right yeah and i i was like this here. internet thing is over right so my <laughs> good good run internet when i was a when i was a kid my dad um uh ran an isp during the first internet boom oh, in wow. like this 97 my, this is just so but my dad ran an isp it's just a hell of a sentence yeah internet service provider for if, oh. if you're nasty was it was it aol <laughs> no it was oh, not okay. no it was called ValueNet. <laughs> Value net. Value net. Um, uh, and so. Was it a good value? I think it was. Okay. I really don't know. Um, Did I you wasn't have the free floppy disks? Yes. Nice. Um, I have a bunch of those AOL ones that I yeah. am intending to release a spaceship single on. Yo, that's sick. Okay. <laughs> so um, when I was a kid, I was, I was growing up with that kind of scene, and my dad brought home computers all the time, and I got into computers through that. Uh, he was also. He was also a deadhead and former hippie, and so I got through. Yeah. I, got, I definitely got into like number one psychedelic music, but then also I feel like maybe, and I did play in psychedelic bands actually. But I, like, I, I think that the part of the part of what came out of you know '67 in the San Francisco sound, yeah, that maybe you don't talk about as much is like folk influence. Oh, absolutely. So my my dad was a big deadhead but also came but came from the side of deadhead wood that's not like yeah you know i'm i'm the going to shred band. yeah shred for 20 minutes instead it was like i'm now into old time bluegrass right um which is also a big part of like what 
there's a still a San Francisco folk scene and still a San Francisco yeah, yeah, yeah. bluegrass scene. So like I, I would say one, I, I believe you because you're you and uh-huh. you're my friend, but I would <laughs> never connect folk and whatever the dead do in psychedelic really? music. Yeah. No. Oh, so wow. a lot of it is rooted in not only like it's it's kind of a winding road because like a lot of the the psychedelic explosion was I mean we're here in San Francisco we're talking about the the city's contribution to that scene. Mm-hmm. But so much of it happened outside of there. And so right. like mm-hmm. the Beatles were immensely instrumental in that obviously. Mm-hmm. Um but like the Beatles were greatly influenced by Bob Dylan. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so like Rubber Soul, which is like their folk album, also has like a bunch of like sort of psychedelic things happening. And then Revolver especially is where really like they start kicking off. But then also one of the first really important psychedelic records was uh, Fifth Dimension by The Birds, mm-hmm. who were a folk group that, you know, played like 12 string guitars and covered Bob Dylan all the time. Like their mm-hmm. first real big hit was covering Tambourine Man. Oh yeah. And, but like they also then heard um, India by John Coltrane and were like, yo, this is far out and <laughs> rec- and wrote Eight Miles High, mm-hmm. which is one of the first <laughs> truly like psychedelic tracks that was around. Um I'll probably throw a, a special interest of a note of interest to pet sounds here as well. Cause it's like for all of it's like Baroque pop sensibilities and folk sensibilities there is like, also that is a psychedelic pop record and it's not treated as I such, mean, there's but it's also like, like every psychedelic pop record sounds like pet sounds. Yeah, for sure. There's like, <laughs> there's like the first percussion you hear is a timpani yeah. Sim- simulated horse, uh, or like coconuts oh. popping together, <laughs> then, doo, 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 wouldn't it be? And there's like, there's like, it's like it's like the Monty Python like, bit with the coconuts, like is in the intro to wouldn't it like be a nice. woodblock? You mean? Yeah, but no, <laughs> but it sounds like coconuts banging. Sure, there. sure, sure. I like the to castanets. imagine Brian Wilson prancing around a studio with coconuts yes, in absolutely. my head. No, that was more Pink Floyd. Uh, yeah, who literally funded <laughs> Monty Python in this quest for the Holy yes, Grail. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> they so produced that film. Growing uh, uh, Rosemary's growing up here, yeah. you're, can I say deadhead? Yeah. Is that, is that a slaughter? Uh, is that a was, slur? Is that, to, be, to be clear, I'm not a deadhead. My dad is a deadhead. Yeah. And, and how much into this was your mom? Like, was she was she just along for the ride, or was she also like, heck yeah? Uh, she'll hang out. My my mom um, my mom does love psychedelics, um, <laughs> and. She was into it. My mom is actually the Rolling Stones fan in the house. Okay. Okay. Um, and my dad is is a little bit more into Grateful Dead and and yeah 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 bluegrass and, and that. Yeah, I'm definitely down. more on the the Rolling. As soon yeah. as music starts, as soon as music starts, like just and again, I'm a big fan of jazz. Yeah. But yeah. when I listen to the Grateful Dead, it does not sound like jazz to me. It sounds not like we're lost. <laughs> yeah. There is a big difference between. <laughs> Like improvisational jazz and jam band. Like they think they're doing the same thing, but it is not. I wonder, I, I don't know if we're, I don't know if we should get into this, get into it. but, um, are you, Matt edits it, not me. So okay, you can sure. get into it. Are you listening to the recorded albums or tapes? Oh, of Grateful Dead? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Wait, is this the point where you say you got to listen to the live ones, man? Go to listen to the bootlegs, man. Listen to the live bootlegs. I mean, honestly, they're not a good. They're not a good studio band. Yeah, I also feel like every if any good band, your album, like your songs, should be good. Is how I feel. I feel that too. (laughs) Like you're a band. You're controversial take from Nathaniel Fitzgerald. You know, but like it's not just about like getting up there and shredding for however many minutes, whatever, yeah. which is like why we keep bringing up like Joe Satriani on this podcast. Oh, God, Joe Satriani. <laughs> what a there, there's a lot of man. very talented musicians we bring up and, and Nat and I recognize yeah. they have incredible, you know, they're, if they were an RPG, their dexterity is out of 10, Yeah, but that oh, doesn't necessarily make for enjoyable man. listening experience. No. So no, I have a, I have a follow up. For a, seri- a previous rant I went on. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, so my grandparents were stopping through town and like called us up and be like, hey, like we want to come through the shop. Like, when are you going to be there? All right, cool. Like we're just like, you know, sitting down and talking to my grandparents a bit. And we were talking. Somehow we started talking about music. Uh, <laughs> my grandma, bless her. And my grandparents are both in their 80s for some context. Mm-hmm. Uh, my grandpa's favorite band, I believe of all time, is Love and Spoonful. It's like the only band I am aware that he enjoys. Okay. Um, so my grandma, bless her heart, said, you know what? I just don't like dissonance. It just sounds so dark. And I'm like, <laughs> wow, that, that's kind of the point. All right. All right, grandma. All right, grandma. But then my grandpa was like. You know, you know what guitarist I really like though. He was that guy. Um, who was he? He played with all sorts of people. He played. He played on some Beatles song. It said Eric Clapton. He goes, Eric Clapton. And I go, <laughs> How does I Eric Clapton really, come up every week? I don't really like. I mean, it's better oh, than Clapton. when Bill Cosby was coming up every week. Well, you oh, just brought man. him up again too. That right. sucks. <laughs> this podcast has gone. Flip the sign from seven to zero. <laughs> Day, weeks without talking about Bill Eric Clapton but or no, Bill Cosby. But I said something like, well, you know, like, he's just not. Sure, he's a fine player, but like a man could play. I don't I don't play. really I don't really like Eric Clapton. Like, well, if you can play guitar like that, then you can criticize him. I'm like, I think I can. I can play guitar I can't, like that. I think everybody in this room can. Um yeah. I could I, I, look, I could put you can on play the solo to Layla. I could play. Yeah. Could oh, play sunshine so of your love. My favorite thing I'm going to drop in. The I will say is, cream, cream, Eric Clapton yes. is fine. And cream, cream will come up later. Yes. Well, cream was an incredible psychedelic band that Eric Clapton had very little to do with. The <laughs> my my favorite thing I love to drop on people is, uh, uh, so my, my favorite Beatles album is the white album and it is the one that got me into them. And so everybody, I had weird. to suffer through every pretentious ding dong telling me, uh, actually Revolver's the best, actually Rubber Soul's the best, actually it's Sgt. Pepper. I agree and with I you, was actually. Like, and I was like, shut up, I like the white album. And they're like, well, why don't we do it in the road kind of sucks. And I was like, yeah, but it's fun, shut I up. I love that song. So I love the white why album. Why don't we do it? <laughs> they were just having just fun. Yeah, they were just having the fun. They were just having so much fun. Block. It just sounds like the boys in the studio having the last good time. That's what I like to imagine. They, they weren't having but... a great time, actually. <laughs> Ringo quit the band. Yeah. Which is why Paul plays drums um, back in the USSR. And it does whip ass, though. He... He's very good at drums. Turns Do you remember? Out. Who was it? Who was it? Somebody, I think it was John. Somebody asked, Do you think Ringo is the best drummer in the world? And John He's said, not Ringo's even the not best even drummer the best drummer, the drummer in the Beatles. Anyways, my but it's thing fine. I like Ringo to drop, is a great drummer. It's true. He does what you need to do. I like yes. to drop this on people 
if they don't know, and if you're a nerd like us, you probably already know this. But if you're if you're a, a normal person, you might not. Uh, I, while my guitar would gently weeps, yes. it always stuck out to me when I listened to that record. I'm like, man, that is an George incredible. George Harrison. What? Like I didn't know he had this in him. Holy cow! Like why don't they do this more? And it's like actually they called an Eric Clapton to play right. weed on. Which, <laughs> which like the leave. boomer the boomer narrative that gets thrown around is like oh George Harrison wrote a guitar part so hard that he couldn't play it. I've heard like, this too. No, no, he just called up his friend George. Yeah, who either one of them stole the other's wife. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No big yeah, time. Yeah, it was Eric stole George's wife. The yeah. woman that, that that's you what look Layla's wonderful about. tonight is a, the same woman that something in the way she moves is about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Plot twist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she was asked once, like, what is it like having influenced, <laughs> like, all these, like, great love songs? She's like, is I weird, I guess. <laughs> this is a total non sequitur. No, do it. That's, we got to get back on track. But the 90s version of this is that um, I know a woman in town who the song uh, Punk Rock Girl by Dead Milkman was written about. So there you go. You, there you go. You, that is... Same same woman mm-hmm. that George's, George Harrison's ex-wife, Eric <laughs> Clapton's ex-wife. She was looking great in the 90s. <laughs> right. Yeah. All right, I gotta, I, um, hang on, hang on. Wait, we got to do ASMR. Thing. This is a thing on, oh, the this is a thing on Scotch YouTube, which I, I watch. YouTube. Yo. Ah, that's me getting more water. <laughs> sure. It's, yeah, it's a very, very uh, Scottish water. But yeah, so yeah, so. <laughs> I, well, I want to state. I want to state that I am Song very ignorant. I'm very ignorant of uh, mm-hmm. of um. As I mentioned before, like I'm personally ignorant of summer season, and I'm not ignorant of the music because because Nat yeah. and I researched for the podcast. We're like looking at oh, what came out in '67, what came out a little bit after in '68, and I'm like, well, I like a lot of these records, and I really like them. But I, as I previously mentioned, I do find. The hippie ethos, the hippie manifesto, I'm like, heck yeah. Like, I'm yeah. on board. Mm-hmm. The actual meeting the hippie, and I'm like, uh, dude, no. You know, and so I'm yeah. very ignorant of this this world, uh, which is maybe why I love asking you questions, yeah. uh, uh, Rosemary, about your... Um, My hippie forebears? Yeah, because <laughs> it's just so radically different and cool, and you seem to have turned out great. Sh- I mean... <laughs> You know, <laughs> I was raised. I was taught that if you were raised by you know deadheads, uh, you were going to turn out to be terrible, and you're like one of the best people I know. So thank you. you um, I mean, I am gay and trans. I mean, like there you I, go. I turned out and I turned out interesting. <laughs> <laughs> and so wait, so I'm gonna have to check this. So what yeah. you're saying is that if you were raised by hippie parents and deadhead parents, you're mm-hmm. going to end up gay and trans. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I'm afraid so. You heard it here first. Yeah. <laughs> Sci- scientific proof. Yep. Uh, <laughs> and that's, yeah. that's all it takes. That's all it takes. Oh yeah. No, it's, you want, that's right. You want a gay trans kid, just listen to way more Grateful Dead. Yeah. yeah force yourself to listen to Grateful Dead. Oh yeah. Yeah. But no. So, um, and again, I am kind of ignorant to the actual role that San Francisco in itself played in the psychedelic explosion. Mm-hmm. The hippie movement, of course, it was a major hub. Uh, Haight-Ashbury was basically, I don't know if there's a commune on Haight-Ashbury. Well, or several. There, so there are several like, communes. There was such an Just influx of people in. that the mayor <clears throat> then was like, well, we're going to go to war. It was in the spring and the mayor was like, ah, we're going to go to the war. Uh, I'm sorry, my friend Eric, if you're listening, you're screaming, the mayor was Bob 
Newhart stuff. I Bob don't care. Newhart, that's I don't right. care who the mayor was. H.R. Puffin stuff. Yeah. Uh, whatever. The mayor SF at the time, because I read this earlier today and I don't remember, uh, was like, yo, the hippies came here on spring break and they like really they flooded hate Ashbury and it was like like a logistical problem. Yeah. And so they published articles in the uh, exam SF Chronicle and the SF Examiner mm-hmm. kind of warning like, hey, the hippie movement, ooh, they kind of messed up Hate Ashbury. And that very much backfired on the mayor and that it was an <laughs> advertisement. Right, right, right. Yo, kids, come yeah. here, do LSD. Yeah. Get free healthcare. Get get, uh, <laughs> get uh, the free store where you can get like yeah. bread and milk and the stuff you need. Yeah, John and, F. Uh, Shelley, by the way. Sorry, what was that? John F. Shelley is the mayor. Okay. <laughs> Thank I you. have a friend named John Shelley. There you go. I didn't know he was the mayor of San Francisco. I didn't know that either. Wow, it's pretty cool. He grew up down the street from me. You got friends in wow. high old high places. old places. Yeah, um, but no, so you mentioned the free healthcare, which I think is pretty important to what was happening in the hate. Yeah. Yes, like reading the ethos i'm like oh this is what i want yeah yeah yeah. yeah. i just don't want to wear flower jeans right (laughs) but i you know i I want to be able to listen to my black metal but i also would love for people to um you know again this is something i've i've discussed quite a bit with with nat because nat's a real adult and has like a like his own him and his wife running their own business and i said my number one fear i was asking them questions today and i said my number one fear of doing anything on my own is healthcare. yeah Yeah, for sure that's like that's insane we just got our first real health plan like oh, last man. year since working for ourselves. Oh man, and you have a Did you did you have that moment where you were like, I've been holding on to all these bodily questions and injuries and you're like, I mean, I, I got them all checked and out. Then you, did you did go you? in? I got them all checked out because we thought it was cancer. So that's part of the re- part of the reason why we got insurance. Oh my god. Because Michelle was worried about a mole I had. Oh my god. Yeah. And 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 it's... now you almost have a baby. Yeah, now I almost had a baby, which because she was like, "Well, if you're gonna die of cancer, I don't want to be left alone. So Aww. let's have a baby." It's for you. Like, yeah, our dog's getting kind of old. I don't want a stupid baby who's never met George. So, <laughs> you know what? That's a really good reason. <laughs> yeah. I would, I would one if I want if I had any any desire to have a kid. My stupid because as much as I love my cats, my stupid brain would do the same thing. I would be like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want my child to meet sprinkles and nutmeg." <laughs> yeah, yeah, those yeah. are good cats. They're yeah, good cats. Um, but yeah, so what's happening as all these people are coming out to hate Ashbury and getting help, free healthcare and not working jobs and just hanging out is all these musicians are there and are just like, well, I guess we're just going to, and also dropping a lot of acid yeah. should be mentioned. Yeah. And having acid dropped on them by the CIA without their knowledge. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And a lot of, which reading about that today, I mean, it's yeah. one of those things you hear about and blah, blah, blah. But you know, again, I'd say today. Uh, listeners, I'd like to admit that, or I'd like to, to, to pretend like I prepared weeks in advance. No, I did all my research today. Um, but he no, texted real- me when we were about to get on the plane said, what are we talking about? And I said, we talked about this weeks ago. Because <laughs> well, cause the episode that we had to cancel we did, we did push a, yeah, was a we different had to topic. So I was like, so pushed. what are we doing? Because I'm trying to power read a book for the next episode. But anyways, yeah. um, the... The realizing a couple things again is just that that there were like uh, there was a, a notable um, I want to say Ivy League school I I I don't want to say Harvard or something because I don't want to get it wrong but like he uh, got let go for his views on well, I would say just drugs uh, mm-hmm. oh, and psychedelics he and, psychedelics yeah. and he went and was like a big proponent of mushroom uh, of shrooms. And which are legal in San Francisco 
In Oakland. They're in legal Oakland? in Oakland, okay. which is very weird that they can be legal in a very specific city. I know. Right. But then it's like, oh, yeah, like that's a that's a very uh, that's a very Bay thing. Yeah. You can <laughs> yeah. cross the Bay Bridge, go get your legal shrooms and come back. Or yes. you can just buy them from a friend who's growing them in a rice <clears throat> rice aroni or not rice aroni, a, a Ben's rice bag. Yes. Uncle Ben's. Why not rice aroni? It's the San Francisco treat. Apparently, there's something about Uncle Ben's rice bags <laughs> That makes them perfect for growing shrooms. But no, so all these people are hanging out, hey, Dashbury, and living together, sharing resources, not having jobs. You get a lot of downtime when you're doing that. And mm-hmm. so all these bands are forming up, and some of them become like actual bands that are doing yeah. things. Uh, and then also, it should be noted, the hippie movement wasn't just in San Francisco. It was, mm-hmm. it yeah. was everywhere. And it definitely even, spread. And even like non hippie, quote unquote hippie movements, like other ideas were happening in similar places. Uh, so like a lot of like the fallout from like the beat poets, a lot of those ideas were still rising in prominence. Andy Warhol's factory was in full swing. Uh, you had an entire psychedelic scene out in England that was just totally like on its own thing. Hollywood was having his its oh, own yeah. thing going on. So like, um, it is, and it is it is just happening everywhere and to the point that we brought up the rolling stones in contrast to the grateful dead the rolling stones put out an honest to goodness straightforward psychedelic record in 1967 uh, what was it called uh, their satanic majesty's request it's pretty good which that is, is that is one that i haven't listened to yeah it is uh, uh it I'm is a, a, you know it let it bleed Kind of, yeah, 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 yeah. The big ones, yeah, the big ones, yeah. The stuff where it was them trying to do American music, (laughs) those are my favorite, right? Right, 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 right. And Let It Bleed is probably my favorite as well. Um, or some girls, some girls is like they heard punk music one time and they're like, Oh, you just gotta play real rough. We've been doing that the whole time. (laughs) It's such a good record, it's a great record. Oh my god, I very brief uh segue here. I remember reading about some reviews someone said about the track some girls Mm -hmm. where there's the line some girls want to f all night and the reviewer was talking about number one how bad those songs were and number two where can i find these girls (laughs) (laughs) um but no so like (laughs) it's the the casablanca scene that i love where the guy's like i'm shutting you down and he's like why and he's like i hear there's gambling gambling shocked shocked to find gambling is happening he has your winnings. Uh. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> that is that is one of the I funniest I will use scenes. any opportunity to quote them. Uh, well, here's looking at you, kid. I'm the kind of pretentious nerd who yeah. still talks about Casablanca. So here are... I love Casablanca. It's very good. Um, so here, here's just a smattering of some of the albums that came out. And a lot of these are debuts. Uh, the Doors, self-titled, and also Strange Days. I it is my official position that the Doors are a good band. Wow! Screw you! Wow! Um, what's his name's character in uh, Almost Famous? I am on Team Doors for the I, most part. I am firmly not on Team Doors. I am on Team Doors for the first two albums. I have tried. <laughs> And I have one. Listen to Strange Days. It oh, is, I do, dude. I'll give it another yeah, shot. I've, I've Strange tried. Days is great. I've tried. As soon as I just, mm, 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 I don't want to say they got really blues. It's rock not at even the end. like it's not even like problematic or cancelable. It's just <laughs> that people who love the Doors like love the Doors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I'm like, 
dude, that organ was kind of like the annoying. And I'm, oh, yeah. and I'm like, yeah. And then it was Jim Morrison was just kind of a pretentious yeah. asshole. Yeah. And then people were like, shut up. He was a genius. Right. No, he How absolutely was. dare you? He took peyote and saw God and wrote. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. The, I, I'm uh, more like, yeah. speaking of the 27 Club, which if you don't know that is people who died yeah. at 27, Kirk mm-hmm. and blah, 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 uh, Morrison. The uh, one Jimmy I Hendrix, mourn the most. Janis Joplin. The one I mourn the most is Amy Winehouse. Mm. Just, there you go. That's the one I mourn the most. Yeah. I, will, I will take a, a, a yeah. another Amy Winehouse record over uh, another Doors record. Right. Well, sure. <laughs> I in, So the Doors did an interesting thing. They're kind of emblematic of a lot of psychedelic bands in which they started off making psychedelic re- music and then just made like kind of boring blues rock, mm-hmm. which was an awful lot of bands, <laughs> which is a weird... A really weird uh, arc. Um, so, moving on. Jefferson Airplane, Surrealistic Pillow, also Bathing at Bas- Baxter's. Both those records came out in 67. So again, wow. I'm ignorant. The name of their record was Surrealistic Pillow? Yes. Mm-hmm. That's the song with, or that's the one with uh, wow. Alice. No, I, I Go know. Go Ask like, Alice. Yes. Again. White Rabbit. Yes, yeah, the one. Go ask Rabbit Alice is the is the lyric. I'm admitting I'm admitting my ignorance. Um, a little album called "Are You Experienced" by the Jimi Hendrix Experience. Also, Axis Bold as Love came out later in the same year. Days oh my of- God! Why did you do two in one year, like that. Both of those are in one year. And yeah. then Electric Ladyland was '68, and that's a the next year. Yeah, God it's damn. like, and then they broke up. And they yeah. were a and band he, for two years, and then he passed. Gosh. Like it is. '71. Uh, Keep going. He, was it '71 he passed? Uh, I want to say that's right. Because he had banded gypsies and all that. Yeah. Um, this is not necessarily a psychedelic record, but it's a very important record. Velvet Underground and Nico mm-hmm. happened see, in see, 67. That's, that's more my that's more my side uh, of the aisle. Days of Future Past by Moody Blues. Hmm. Not their debut record, technically. Because the debut record, they were hired by a recording studio to make do like a demo of the capabilities of the studio. Which is a weird, yeah, <laughs> it's cool. Weird, um, huh. But then, like Days of Future Past is just this incredible, like Baroque pop, psychedelic pop record. Wait, so the X Men uh-huh. comic that I love is named after a what? A Moody Blues? No, 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 no. Days of Future Past? No, 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 no. Both of those things are named after an old novel. Oh my god! Yeah, by here, I thought Somebody? Days of Future Past was just the name of my one of. My favorite and very sad X Men books. No, 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 no. They're both named after a novel about. Um, is it about King Arthur or just he's kind of around? I don't remember. I don't remember. But uh, Rosemary, Rosemary and White re- yeah. reads books. Knights and White <laughs> some. Knights and White Satin by Moody Blues is oh, on there. That's right. Uh, that's also it's the most well known song on there, but it's also maybe the most boring. Um, <laughs> I'm just gonna say. Uh, other so Grateful Dead had their debut then mm-hmm. uh, in '67. Strawberry Alarm Clock in, uh, debuted with Insets and Peppermints, which my autocorrect changed to Incense and Proteins. Cool. Uh, <laughs> as I'm looking at my note, um, Captain Beefheart released a couple records. I I love Captain Beefheart. Oh, I didn't know that. I love Captain wow. Like I'm not. I don't like like weird pretentious crap. I still, I'm like eh, whatever. Like huh. you're you're a Mars Volta. Yeah, you're. Yeah, no, well, I, 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 sometimes when I hear weird pretentious crap, I'm like, wow, you're a teen who discovered a fuzz pedal. Good for you. Whatever. When I you listen just to Captain Beefheart Trout Mask Replica, I'm like, there is genius in here. That really 
That's very. I really didn't realize you were into that uh, record. My, I, I, I will fully admit the 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 one before that I'm not as big of a fan uh-huh. of. But Trout Mask Trout Mask Replica was a very eye opening record to me in my twenties. Where I was like, I didn't know they were doing like because like the first time you hear Animal right, you you always right uh, as our friend Merlin likes to say, every day someone's uh-huh. born who's never heard of the Flintstones. It's true, right? Yeah. I hate gatekeeping. I hate shaming people. You've never heard of whatever. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I hate that. All that said, I'm hearing like Animal Collective uh, yeah. kind of do their explosion. And I'm yeah. like, oh my God, wow, these guys are really crave doing something new. And then somebody was just like, oh, have you heard Captain Beefheart? And I was like, they were doing this like in 1969. Yeah. What? Yeah. Yeah. And like cool hearing shit. Zappa, like truly like getting into Zappa and yeah, being like, Mother's Invention wait, had a few records mm-hmm. in we 67 went, as well. We went from from extremely cut and dry. Um, yeah. <laughs> you, music. We went from we went Hold from, My Hand. Yeah. yeah. I don't want to get it. I don't want to yeah, get it. Man, the Beatles copyright <laughs> police are honest. I think today. I'll go out one second. <laughs> They'll allow that. Yeah. Um, but so we went from I want to hear it to. Whatever trout, trout mass replica, replica is, in yeah. a, like, five years. Five, yeah, because sixty-three was, I think, when the Beatles first. Sixty-four came out. was "I Want to Hold Your Hand." Oh, I believe, yeah, because that was the American, that was the British invasion. What was in the water then, man? LSD. LSD. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, no, not yet. Not yet. Not yet, because True. then Bob Dylan Does, had to introduce them to weed in sixty-four, right. the CIA had sixty-five, it, yeah. and then. They had to go to to India to get really wild, and mm. then so one of the things I did acid. this afternoon was read up on all of the people that visited, and uh, I don't think I still have it up in my in my my tabs here because I'm not professional. Um, there's there's a there's a guru who if you just Google oh Beatles, yeah Indian the guy guru, that sexy Sadie was oh Maharishi about. Maharishi yeah. Mahesh yeah. Because he, he's widely recognized as being transcendental meditation to the yeah. West. Yes. Um, but the list of people who visited him between like 67 and 69 is like absolutely yeah. every open-minded celebrity yeah. <laughs> like went and visited him. Oprah. Oprah was there. Oprah visited <laughs> the him. It was I wild. didn't know that. I don't know if that's true. <laughs> I just said believe Oprah. It. Oprah totally visited him. But what does it say that you believed it? Which um, is like a completely you know, bogus argument that I'll, I have read. I believe like, I'll believe in anything. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, um, look, they came back and then they made Norwegian wood. The, right. the Beatles, being they, they came back and made Norwegian. Like that's why sitars show up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. And George Harrison, apparently, according to the guru, mm-hmm. whose name I. Don't, I don't recall enough to Maharishi Mahesh. Yes, so I'm afraid to pronounce it because someone's gonna just be like, "You said it wrong, and you're canceled." Oh. You carry way too much anxiety about being yeah, canceled. It's <laughs> but, gonna be okay. Yeah. Also, making sure that we're having a good time. He will ask, I "Do you worry. are you fine? Are you guys fine to do?" Like, yeah, I told you seven times that I'm fine to just. Oh. <laughs> is that a bad? Right th- is that a is a bad thing that wanting to be a generous and no. loving host and wanting my? It's a bad thing that you don't believe your friend. Mm. Well, no, when- you well, I need <laughs> continual affirmation. There you I need go. you okay. once an hour to look me in the eye and be like, "I'm having a good time." I love you. Um, there you like, go. Cool. I'll, I'll I'll put my hand on your shoulder. I'll pull you aside. Like, listen, bud, no homo. No homo. By the way, <laughs> I'm having a really good time. I just want to I just want to confirm right now. Um, Oprah did meet Maharishi Whoa, in 2011. Wait, look at that, Hail yeah, Mary. Yeah, we were. 
were now wasn't just a right. nap joke. That no, was, that was right. it was absolutely, well, but wait. it landed. <laughs> oh, October 2011. Wow. Hot damn. There we go. <laughs> Pete Campbell voice, a thing like that. A thing like that. <laughs> there you go. Uh, but yeah, so other other records from 67. These are just the ones that I like was looking through the list on Wikipedia and making notes of like, I'll, oh yeah, I know that one. I have one if you don't have it, which is Love's Forever Changes. Okay, I'm what not is, familiar. Oh, that's, that's my favorite psychedelic record. Okay. It's an LA band. Um, Wait, the sorry, the band's name is what? Love. And the album yeah. is Forever Changes. You were pl- oh! That's what I was playing, yeah. This is my favorite psychedelic record. Rosemary, okay, so wait. For the oh, listeners, yeah, for the right listeners at home, we come in here. Rosemary, because they're ethical. They did not pull started. up Spotify. They pulled up uh, God's Own iTunes. Yep. And they played purchase, legally purchased I own music. music. Um, and they put, the, I saw mm-hmm. on the screen, it said love. Yeah. I just my brain went, huh, I don't know that. Yeah. And I was all about it. So. The band is called Love, and the record is called what? Forever Changes. Okay. okay. It's very good. Um, the single is um, Alone Again or um, Red Telephone is another that Whoa, comes wait. off of that. What? That's powerful. What is? Alone Again. Or. Or. <laughs> I'm not. I'm, no, I'm, yeah, man. I'm, That's the title of the song? I'm Alone Stone again. Cold Sober. No, you're not. Yes, I am. I had a single scotch. <laughs> You're on the cold. second one. This is a single scotch. <laughs> this is a bre- this is like this is like a breakfast Isn't whiskey. This the I'm sober. I'm stone cold sober. Yeah. So uh, alone. Sober. Wait, what was it? Alone again or? That's like the or is like so very. You would really you would really like that's this a record. Very dark. It is a it is a very dark kind of record. Um, really wonderful like orchestration yeah kind of in the pet sounds theme uh mm-hmm. interesting things about for, i'm gonna go on i'm sorry yeah, 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 interesting good. things about forever changes um carol k of the wrecking crew on bass oh amazing neil young <laughs> did some of the arrangements which neil is very young. strange wait on this on this yeah young young neil young came in and did a little bit of work i, I will young. say Neil Young, Young was in way more places than you would expect him to be. Yes, in the late sixties, because yep. like it's one of those things. Like you listen to the first Crosby, Stills and Nash record, and you're yeah. like, "This is really good." And then you listen to the second one, and you're like, "Why would they invite Neil Young on this?" <laughs> <laughs> what? I'm a Neil Young fan. I love I Neil would, Young. I love Neil Young. I love um, Neil Young, but it's also like you don't listen to. That first Crosby, Stills and Nash record. No, and say, yeah. You know what? You, you know, say, you know, know what this is. needs. Yeah. You know what this needs. Just a sousson of, uh, of Neil Young. It's just like the most gnarly guitar you've ever heard, and a guy whose voice sounds <laughs> like some he is crispy little hobbit coming on here. He is some guy who sounds like just he is a, being a goose ah. being strangled. There you go. <laughs> this Crosby, Stills and Nash record really needs a. <laughs> Me and my brother well, used to really piss off my dad by by singing Neil Young in the in the back seat of the car, <laughs> just like, along with the yeah. record. Oh, or man, you... take a look at my life. I'm a lot like you. Oh man, it was like be quiet. Like, hey, hey, be quiet. This is good. Hey. Um, anyway, another fun thing about love is um, you know, despite the like, I don't know, um, despite the overtures towards racial equality and you know, the late sixties and the hippie movement. Um, Were they super racist? 
a lot of bands were, <laughs> and a lot of a lot of bands were also of like deeply segregated. Oh For, yeah, Love is a is an integrated band. Nice, which is unusual. Yeah. But when you yeah. okay, I, I'm gonna say when you say in, to integrated, I'm gonna assume that means more than just simply they had white members or black members or yeah, essentially half white, half black, still but, all men. But, but I'm gonna assume that also means like there was equality amongst the finances of the band. As far as as I mean, far as anyone has ever claimed, okay. the, yeah, the books aren't yeah because there's there's you know right there are white singers who have hired black backup bands right and is like and it's like yay look I'm mm, right. I'm I'm accepting and then it's like yeah. they they they're mm. painting a and then you have people like the Beatles who will bo- mm-hmm. boycott venues in segregated venues and right. then like Marilyn Monroe who is also like mm-hmm. yeah I'm with that I will also ban the segregated and so. Good, good for them, but good for love. I'm, I'm yep. gonna spend some time with that record. I've literally um, heard of this band. I can't wait for you to listen to it. Okay. That's my plug. Uh, so one other record that was here in the '67 list that I absolutely adore. Um, oh, did I bring up uh, Piper at the Gates of Dawn? No, is another record wow. that came up in 1967. Pink Floyd's debut. Oof. 1967. Yeah, they're out there in. I don't I think not, they're in London. That's their debut Bristol? record. Yeah, where are they? I I think my knowledge of Pink that might Floyd be right. Starts with uh, Dark Side of the Moon and ends with the uh, uh, the Wall. Oh, that's a shame. Like I know, I know Dark Side of the Moon. Wish you were here. Which I wish, wish you were here. Wish you were here is my personal favorite. Have you listened I'm to Metal? No. Metal is nope. my personal nope. favorite. I've only listened to the three. I and, love- and Wish You Were Here is considered an EP, even though it's like. It's, it's pretty long. Yeah. Isn't it considered it's, an EP? It's because all of the, the suites are only one track. Yeah, but I mean, but I'm like, technically it's an EP, from, but it's like I mean, 45 minutes long. It's right? the same It's the same reasoning that Francis the Mute by Mars Volta was going to be an EP ex- until they separated the last 32-minute track into a bunch <laughs> of random... They just put a bunch of arbitrary track divisions into the CD. Oh, that does make a lot of sense. Yeah, Um but no, so Piper the Gates of Dawn, it was their first, it was their only album with Sid Barrett, mm-hmm. who absolutely lost his mind. Wait, really? Yeah. I've In my dumb brain, I've always thought, I know the name Sid Barrett, and I've always thought yeah, of yeah, as, yeah. Is, is, uh Pink Floyd's, uh, what, guitarist? He was, the, he was the original guitarist and singer, and he was, he, uh, it was like a really bad combination of mental illness and hallucinogenics. Like awful combination, deep, deep, deep schizophrenia and bipolar disorder. Mm-hmm. And Wish You Were Here is about Sid Barrett. Yeah, and I he, didn't know this. Uh, he, I, I only know Pink Floyd literally, like, yes, as a as going, they, this is an important band, and I listen to the music, but I've not like done that. I love, the I deep, love early in. Pink Floyd. Um, early Pink, the first two records in particular are wonderful, metal is wonderful. Um, but no, so Sid Barrett lost any sort of semblance of being a functional human. Hmm. And so they hired, even before he left the band, they hired David Gilmour mm-hmm. to uh, play his parts if he was not going to do it. And so there were, there are records of huh. David Gilmour playing and singing while Sid Barrett just like stood on stage, staring into space, tuning his guitar down until his strings fell off. And that's what he did during the show. Pretty um, intense. He wrote some really fascinating and wonderful songs, though. 
Like, um, like did, okay, am I incorrect? Astronomy in thinking that Domine is one of No, absolutely not. I'm incorrect. Okay, so what happened to Sid Barrett? Uh, he did a really weird solo record. Uh, I forget the title of it. Um, he but he hired some musicians to back him, and they would be like, "Hey, what key is this in?" He goes, "That's funny," and he wouldn't answer. <laughs> it's in the key of life. Yeah, I think it's called Terrapin. All right. Um, but so they so uh, Roger Waters wrote "Wish You Were Here" about his friend Sid Barrett, who he had not heard from in years. And while they are recording this record, this guy walks in uh-huh. and just starts asking, "Like when? So when do I record my parts?" And they're like, "Bro, I don't know you." And he's just like hanging out, like asking all these questions about like when he's gonna like do whatever. Mm. And they realize that this is Sid Barrett. He has gained considerable weight. He has shaved his head and eyebrows off. And they have they hadn't seen him in years at this no point. And so they like kind of pause and like, you know, reconnect with them and whatever, like trying to like just hang out with them. And mm-hmm. they uh one of the somebody in the crew was getting married in like below the studio. So like they all went to the wedding and then um when they were like rap, sort of wrapping up the day, Roger was like, "Hey, I, w- I want you to hear this song I wrote for you," and he plays him "Wish You Were Here." Roger wa- or uh, Sid Barrett says, "Hmm, sounds kind of old," and then left, and they never saw him again until he huh. passed. Huh. So it's an incredibly tragic it's story. It's just a name that I know, right? Of and course, I mm-hmm. mentally associate. He with is Pink an institution, Boyd, but it I is... do not know the yeah. story because I've yeah. never no, been. It is... I've never gone down the road of being like a massive Pink Floyd fan or anything like I have with with Sabbath or Zeppelin or right, other right. other bands that were way before I was born. S- Sabbath also formed 1967. Oh yeah, wow. They're f- as rare I Earth, was blown away their first but... record was 69 and I was blown away finding out that oh, Black yeah. Sabbath yeah. came out in the 60s because in my yeah. brain they're an 80s band and it's se- like no, not no, at all. No, 70s was all their yeah. most important work. Um yeah. So Piper the Gates of Dawn, incredibly important record that came out. It's an incredible record. You should listen to it. Um, also, at a record that I absolutely adore is The Who Sell Out. Oh, yeah. Widely regarded as maybe the first. Uh, yeah, I think maybe the first concept record because I think it beat Sgt. Pepper by a little bit. I can the believe only that. Who and record I've spent time with is a, the big double album. The um, Quadrophenia. Yeah, the one with the pinball. Oh, oh no, Tommy, Tommy, Tommy. Yeah. They Tommy. had two. They had two Deborah. Deborah Tommy's records. the only one that like I've sat down and been like, I remember, I remember the who 2011. I was bands. like, yes. I remember 2011. I was like, it is time, Jesse. Yeah. To get into the Who, and I rolled up my sleeves and I listened to Tommy uh, a lot for like three weeks. Yeah. <laughs> that was, yeah. It. So, um, the Who was really like three different bands. They were like in the British invasion with the Beatles and yeah. the Kinks and the Rolling Stones. Uh, I do think the Kinks were probably the best of those bands at the time. At that moment in 1964, the Kinks were the best. Uh, the Who was probably right after that. I think the Beatles were not as good as the Who on uh, my generation. I can believe that. My generation, I have argued, is the most is the is the greatest debut album of all time. But I buy that the who sells out uh, is it's kind of mod e mm-hmm. so like it's very much mod rock but then also it's 
got a lot of like psychedelic stuff it does. So the song I can see for miles was from this one. Um, the who also in kind of invented hard rock only on the basis of Keith moon, not being able to control how hard he was hitting the drums. <laughs> um, I, I do want to challenge your greatest debut album ever. What do you got? Uh, thousand gex. Oh God. <laughs> you know what? There's no thousand hundred. Gex. I, there's no, <laughs> it's hundred gex. Thousand it's, gex no, is the album. Oh, the, the album. album is thousand gex. <laughs> Um, my my dear friend in our in our well, uh, get, 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 Mike get, get, has get, become get, get. Mike Mike has become a friend of yours. You live in the same state, and I think an hour some change from each other. And he's gone from jazz. Oh yeah yeah yeah, uh, genius and aficionado to yeah. Uh, Mike's passion for music is is unparalleled, and I, I love that man. Um, but he. He went from like he really yeah. got me into jazz. He helped me into getting into jazz. I'm forever grateful for Mike for that. Mike, if you're listening, thank you. Um, but uh, he then now shifted. He's like really into punk, and it's like it's like if it has more yeah. than like ten streams on Spotify, he's like it's too mainstream. Like, wow. And so he sometimes sends he sometimes sends me some like really obscure ska punk, and I'm like this is, this is great. And so I love Mike, but Mike is like a big hundred Gex fan, and so we in in our in our group chat the other day. Um, that we have the mutual friend. He he sent me. Uh, was like, all right, you gotta check out this. You gotta check out this hundred Gex song. And um, I listened. I sat on the couch. I laid on the couch and I listened to it. And it was. I was just like, I cannot. I cannot. Like I. I I'm check. It felt like that moment. I was like, I am. It's the print. Uh, I think it's Principal Skinner and the Simpsons. Like, yeah. yeah, maybe I'm out of touch. And then he's like, No, it is the, the children. children who are wrong. <laughs> right, right, that right. was. I was like, No. I tried 100 Gex when they came out. I'm trying them again. Mm. What is this? I will also say everyone I know that loves 100 Gex is like mid to late 30s or older. That's so funny. <laughs> I don't know, zero kids. If, quote if my unquote, if my uh, gags. if my, my my one of our few listeners or my uh, parents who unfortunately listen oh parents if you're listening oh, I'm so sorry try to listen try to give a hundred gecks listen. listen to the song stupid horse <laughs> I like that that was the one that Mike sent me I honestly don't <laughs> think that's like, the one to start you... with I think money machine is the one to start with yeah all right I just don't get it. anyways anyways we are yeah. way off summer love so summer love 100 gex is exploding yeah uh, no um <laughs> uh the who sells out it's good uh it's it's a great it's a great record it is also like so the concept of it is basically just like listening to a British radio station and they will like occasionally do these ads. <laughs> that they like for some of them are fake products and some one of them is Heinz baked beans mm-hmm. which is bizarre it's on the cover it's yeah it's on the cover but like that's the like they've sold out and now they're doing all these ads but also there are some incredible songs um but like Armenia City in the Sky the first track is just wild it is huh. wild stuff uh the track I can see for miles was also uh, some writer called it like the the heaviest, loudest, most raucous thing he'd ever heard, and described it. And Paul McCartney wrote this and read this and was like, "Oh hell yeah, I need to hear this song," and was like, "This isn't anything like I was mm-hmm. imagining. I'm gonna write the song I was imagining," and that was Helter Skelter. Hel- Maybe the first heavy metal song. Helter of all time. Skelter. 
I, I, so, uh, so Rosemary, fun. when I, when, when I was talking about starting the podcast with you, we yeah. hadn't done it yet. And I, we were at a, a hangout at, at our, our mutual friend's Evan's house. And I said, I said, we kick this off as I was listening to Helter Skelter for the <laughs> thousandth time. Yeah. Because and I then you realized he had song. blisters on his fingers. Mm-hmm. That's and right. I, yeah. Blisters on me fingers. No, uh, <laughs> the, the, I was listening for the thousandth time. Yeah. And I was like, like my whole body was like, I need to to talk or write about why this is the coolest f u, mm-hmm. the coolest double middle finger in the world. Yeah. Um, and especially, well, and that, and I'm gonna say, back in the USSR, they're the two most uh, punk rock tracks on that record. And, uh, well, back I, in the USSR, it was written because he was mad that the Beach Boys outsold them. Well, cause, yeah, because yes. well, it's like in the middle of back in the USSR, which is the opposite of beach anything. Yeah. Like, ooh, you know they do yeah, the yeah, ooh yeah. thing in the middle. It's just the biggest double double right. finger in the world. Anyways, I was telling Rosemary about this, and um, and I was like, "That's why I'm starting a podcast because like I'm exploding. <laughs> I get it because I want to talk yeah, about." Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to talk at length about why the, the the Beatles are brilliant for the White Album. Yeah, which we've still learned. But anyways, we'll get uh, there. Uh, <laughs> what what other records? Any any other notables? We've been well. Going for the also, few. a little record. While we're here, a little record called Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. I've never heard of it. I haven't heard of it. <laughs> also, <laughs> also uh, the same band had a record called Magical Mystery Tour. Which Those came out the same year. Yes, they did. That is so weird. Um, also, because Magical Mystery Tour was released in Britain as a mini LP, mm-hmm. it was a it was an, that one was like a weird one. That one has like an asterisk with it, and I've never I've never vibed with it. I it is maybe my favorite Beatles album. Wow, Are you serious? I am absolutely. That is serious. so interesting. Uh, that one's always one where I listen to, no, and I go, "This no, no, one has no. an asterisk around it," and that's why I don't like it. It has an remember. asterisk the same way that Amnesiac does. Wow. Well, oh, sure, sure. Yeah. Sure. It's like it's like the little it's like the younger brother of like the more important record. Yeah. But I kind of enjoy either of them more than the bigger brothers. Guys, is it is this a safe space for me to say I don't really like Amnesiac still? I'm just not there. It is a safe space. There. It is a safe space there. for you to say that because it took me a very okay. long time. I didn't even know time. it existed until it, 2008. It took me Wait, it really? took me about 15 oh, years to enjoy Kid A. I was a major Radiohead fan. Yes. I was a major Radiohead fan. Uh, in high school, a friend burned me all of the Radiohead albums that were out, which was the I d- didn't have Pablo Honey, which is fine. It's okay. Uh, which what he gave me, uh, my friend Nathan Grapp gave me uh, the Benz, OK Computer, Kid A, and Hail the Thief. Man. Or no, he didn't do that. I I bought Hail the Thief myself. Wait, can I can I can I be can I be a pretentious hipster for a minute? I bought Kid A when it came out. Oh, wow. there you go. But so I got all these for my friend. And then I was like, I, I guess this is it. And then In Rainbows came out. I love In Rainbows. And oh. then I am spending time with it. It was like 2008. I had just bought my first vinyl copy of In Rainbows. And I am just reading through different stuff about Radiohead. And then I start seeing stuff about Amnesiac. I'm like, what is Amnesiac? <laughs> and so then I huh. pulled it up on Ruckus. <laughs> Y'all remember Wait. Ruckus? I do not. Can you? What is Ruckus? Ruckus was a, Ruckus was a music streaming website. Do you remember Ruckus? Yeah, but go on. It was on. a music streaming platform. It was a music streaming website. It was the precursor to Spotify, except you had to have a .edu email address That's to right. use it. Yep. So was it, was it tied to like students? Was it tied to like this is educational? I guess. I think it was a licensing racket, essentially. <laughs> yeah. This is still <laughs> Ruckus. Ruckus. Not, it I does would. not exist anymore. Okay. 
I also would occasionally, I had like a little like portable cassette deck that I would sometimes plug into my computer and record songs off of Ruckus because you couldn't add it onto an iPod and I would put it in the cassette deck in my car. That's the coolest thing <laughs> I think I've ever heard. <laughs> that using the internet but to, to make to, a, to, to make go to analog set. like yeah. you're like I am I am pirating music by recording it off of this student only. I mean, I'm That's but, yeah. so beautiful. But so okay, so Magical Mystery Tour was it was in England, it was an EP. Mm-hmm. And so it was the first half of Magical Mystery Tour was the EP that they put on there. I Am the Walrus is on there. Uh, Blue Jay Way by George Harrison, which is one of my favorite Beatles tracks. Fool on the Hill. Flying. Fool on the Hill is on there. And then the second side was just a bunch of their... It was the 1967 singles that they had released. Oh, wow. Because the Beatles yeah. did that thing where their singles were never on the LPs. Mm-hmm. I mean, Hey Jude still it it's does, not, it yeah. doesn't have a home. Right, it's a single. It's, there is. I own the Hey Jude compilation album, yeah. which is like all their big singles. Yeah, but so oh, Rain is another important Beatles oh, yeah. psychedelic track. I think that was before Revolver, but that was really the first one where they're like, "Hey, here's what we're doing." Well, and, and then they and did, r- and then they did Tomorrow Never Dies, which is Rain knows. Tomorrow Never Knows. It is. Yeah. Tomorrow Never Dies is the movie. You got Bond on the mind. I got Bond on the mind. That's the last episode. It's fresh in my um, mind. We recorded it. Rain, though. <laughs> rain. A month ago. I mean, the that Giant track. Beatles tribute band. Uh, that oh, right. I've seen that. Rain. Yeah. Yep. Named after the track Rain. Yeah. Which was one of the first like commercial pop song that used reverse tape techniques. Which my, oh, wow, my, my lovely yeah. mother bought tickets for my... Father to see rain for the birth his birthday and they <laughs> they went like the weekend after <laughs> and they drove all the way down and were oh like, no, no. And they were oh like, no wait yeah I don't know what it was like yeah like, I'm in my head I'm gonna make it up it was like Lil Uzi Vert and they were like what yeah. Where's I guess rain? we're gonna see That's Machine so Gun Kelly <laughs> yeah okay so then so then the second half of it was like the 1967 singles which are Hello Goodbye. Strawberry uh, Fields Forever, uh, Penny Lane, Baby You're a Rich Man, which is a very deep cut that yeah, I really? love, and All You Need Is Love, which is there a more iconic Beatles track? Well, and is there a, is there a more iconic track for The Summer of Love? Right, exactly. All You Need Is Love is the sound of the Beatles' mustaches. It's like, that's the prime mustache <laughs> And then era. there's the bit with green sleeves in it. Oh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> it just randomly goes into green sleeves and the Chips Ahoy song. <laughs> When you say Chips Ahoy song, my brain thinks the Hold Steady and the song Chips Ahoy. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, I'm thinking rules. the song, that, that song jazz song, that, uh, that Benny Goodman song, yeah. that uh, Sing, Sing, Sing by Benny That's Goodman. what that is, yes. My jazz band played it in high school. Oh. Um, but yeah, so uh, it's not, it wasn't like a full album in the UK, so it's often like, again, presented with an asterisk. But it is maybe the most psychedelic, like, overall record that they did because mm-hmm. even sergeant pepper like is mostly there's a lot of stuff going on there mm-hmm. um like freaking like when i'm 64 which is like yeah this vaudeville yeah what, what lennon referred <laughs> to as paul's grandma music yeah <laughs> it, they were such, i wrote a song called when i'm 64 such- because i i heard that title i'm like oh man what a deep 
Uh-huh. Like what a deep, like kind of ruminating. Yeah. Like meditation what's, well, yeah, let's do that thought experiment. Aging, and I listened to it. I'm like, that's not it. No. And so I wrote Let this song, I wrote this song called When I'm 64 that was like very sad. And like I had a friend who loved it. And every once in a while he'd like come into my dorm room, like, hey man, can you just play me that song? Because I like wasn't recording. That's really anything. sweet. And he would just like sit there and cry. It's like mm. play this song. And like uh, All right. I did. I did want to, uh, Rosemary. Here you Hi. have this, this expertise. Uh, 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 of what? Of of one of being of being apparently. a coastal elite. Oh sure, yeah, <laughs> sure. I think you make more money than me, but yeah. <laughs> well, one. But you're not from flyover country. Yeah, no, I'm not. Fly, but you, 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 people don't call your state flyover country. No, um, most of it is. And to be clear, to be clear, yes, yeah, there are like I have learned there are that like California, four cool spots in California, and then yeah. there's some, there's and some then real there's stinkers. Hey, there's <laughs> to say nothing the, of Redding, uh, uh, state of uh, was it state of Jefferson? Oh, that those those people. That's if you just like I'm not gonna get into it. Just throw that into a Google <sighs> yeah. state of and, Jefferson. Yeah. yeah, if you're like are these the California, Cali- there are a bunch of right. Uh, uh, are these the Northern California rednecks? Okay. This is like a very special flavor of redneck. It's a, ah. it's a, like they don't, they want to be, are they, they the want to be free? <laughs> are they the cousins of the, are they the cousins of the Michigan militias? Oh, that's not far off. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah they think they should be there. Anyways, anyways, throw, throw that into a Google. I'm not going to get into that. Can we just see where you're going with this? Um, where am I going with this? I am going that <laughs> the summer of love uh-huh. spilled all the way forward. Yeah. Into the nineties into the power pop music scene. Oh yeah. This is a, this is a thing that I, that I claim. Um, I grew up. Yeah. I mean like, so number one, there was like a nineties power pop scene in San Francisco. That is. Can you define killer power pop for our listeners? Sure. Power pop, I would say is the kind of, the kind of rock music that descends from say cheap trick. Um, Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Which are from Rockford, Illinois. It's their, it's are their they? number. Oh, it's their number one. Like they're like cheap tricks from here. Hey, wow. hey, hey. So I used to work at a gas station down the road from my mom. <laughs> uh huh. And I worked at the subway this in the like gas a Bruce station. Springsteen song. Oh man. <laughs> I worked at a subway. <laughs> I keep down the street from my mom. Where I Yeah. <laughs> Back in high school, just I, uh, a Bruce Springsteen, a spontaneous Bruce Springsteen impression has erupted from me this trip, and it won't go back. So it, um, uh, our listeners at home, I, my wife and I are big Bruce Springsteen, giant Bruce Springsteen fans, and we have on our walls in our bedroom a bunch of Bruce Springsteen lyrics, and so the, I think this inspired and so us. And they're talking. Michelle was talking about when I worked at a factory, and was describing it, and he goes. It sounds like a Bruce Springsteen lyric. Yeah, like, where the fire shift? Because you were, because you were like, yeah. I was working in this factory. I was waking up early, right. but here it was such a I grind, was, and I was being. Crushed I wasn't waking I was up like, early. I was waking up. I had a midnight to eight a.m. Well, shift. That's oh, what I was gonna say. Midnights are early. Right. Midnights are. Early. No, but you good. were like, you were like, yeah, you're awful. describing it, and I was like, dude, this <laughs> yeah. is a Bruce Springsteen yeah. song. So I was working at Subway down the street from my mom's house, and the manager of the gas station. It turns out he's from Rockford, Illinois, mm-hmm. and he and his brother used to play in a band. Mm-hmm. And so he quit, joined the military, and then his brother quit. 
and they brought in a couple guys mm-hmm. to replace them, of course, as as you do. So like your guitarist leaves, you replace your guitarist. Your mm-hmm. singer leaves, you replace the singer. And then they're talking like, you know what? I think our band name is kind of lame. What if we change it? Like, what should we change it to? Like, what about Cheap Trick? Wow. So, so so sorry. The, wow. the manager. So the manager was in the band the that gas station was in a band that became Ooh. Cheap Trick. Oh my god! And wow. every so we would just have like the radio station playing. Uh, but so anytime, anytime we're listening to like the classic rock station or whatever, you know, he's just going around working whatever. And then Cheap Trick would come on and he was just. That's got to be salt in the wound, man. That's rough. He would just stare glassy eyed out the window. Oh, just wistful. I, yeah, but this, yeah. So I, pow, I had so to, power pop. Yeah, I, I had to wait. Quick aside, I, yeah. th- your story reminds me of a story that was circulating years ago of the woman who was almost part of a Des- Destiny's Child. And she got some. <laughs> she got oh. some uh, interviews. Food poisoning. Na- n- notably in Cosmo. Uh, throw that into a Google. Anyways, <laughs> pop, yes. pop. Pop a so. goog on the woman who was almost in. But just pop a quick goog. Pop, pop a goog. Pop a goog. <laughs> Just pop yeah. a quick goog on it. <laughs> yeah, look up. It's on. It's in Urban Dictionary. Pop, pop a goog on the uh, way almost. Pop a goog. It's a. It's a, it's a real phrase. It's a real phrase. It's in Urban Dictionary. Doesn't it. matter if I don't the, look at the username. No. Of the person who added it. The, the Gen Zers are saying. Yeah. yeah. Power pop. <laughs> right. SF. Power, Power pop. pop. Somehow connected to psychedelia. Weezer's blue. Yes. I feel like the 90s were a really good time for wonderful guitar-driven... Absolutely. Just like power pop. We have and discussed like beautiful, this at length yeah. <laughs> on one of our previous episodes. Um, there were a bunch of great bands that came out of um, San Francisco in the 90s. Uh, I mentioned to y'all earlier Jellyfish, Oranger, um, The Greys. Part of what I think was really interesting about them was doing things that are psychedelia inspired, really yeah. interesting arrangements, really f- like odd instrumentation. Um, some of this fed into what I now think of as like, so I mean, some of this was direct precursors to like Elephant Six bands. Oh yeah, yeah, like yeah, the absolutely. Apples and Stereo were listening to, yeah, uh, listening absolutely. to Jellyfish's Spilt Milk. Yeah. Um, the other piece of lineage that I think is interesting from here is that, um, uh, you know, you get you get a scene and they just share band members. And yeah, absolutely. Yeah. One of the people who was running through these bands, he was in uh, the Greys, he was in Jellyfish, is this guy John Bryan. Um, who you Wait, may know, the John Bryan, John Bryan, the producer. So he okay. was a session musician at the time. He recorded yeah. with um, the Greys. He recorded with Jellyfish, and he became part of Jellyfish for their record, Spilt Milk. Um, after that, after recording this incredible psychedelic power pop album, is when he started doing work on Fiona Apple's wow. records, which are incredible. And if you listen to Spilt Milk and um, When the Pawn. Back to back, you can hear some influence of like, oh, you clearly learned to do a lot of stuff in the studio. Yeah. Working on Spilt Milk that you then did in Tidal yeah. and When the Pond. Yeah. And then you took it to Kanye. <laughs> so I I think that there's a clear lineage there. Yeah. It's it's like this is a weird theory of mine that like this is a direct lineage. So you're saying without the Grateful Dead, we wouldn't have had Kanye West. I agree. Yeah, I think that's true. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I, so I, I do have a weird... kind of crazy, uh, but I, I live for this kind of stuff yeah. where you're yeah. like, yo, but the guy who here, but he did this. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And you keep going and then you're just like, yeah. yo. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I just remembered a point I was going to bring up, and Please. that is that in addition to all of the social changes that are happening, all of the renewed spirit 
uh, interest in mysticism and all the renewed interest in, I mean, I guess not renewed, the interest in psychedelics mm -hmm. and other like mind altering, mind expanding, all these other things. One of the other things that was happening in technology mm -hmm. was just that recording technology was booming. And yes. so in mm -hmm. the late 60s, you had the first Moog synthesizers. Right. You had the first proper reverb units. Well, you had the Buchla out here. Like West Coast Synthesis was an entirely yeah. different what scene. A, what is a, a say that Buchla, again? Buchla. B-U-C-H-L-A. Uh, it's a, a, what a, is another synthesizer company. There's East Coast Synthesis, which is the Moog, Moog, Korg. Moog kind of situation. So I only know or Is Korg from England? Korg is, I actually don't know. Maybe European. Yeah. Um, so Moog, Moog synthesizers are more on the level of like, I, there's a keyboard attached to this and I'm going to play is Japanese. stuff. Like, there you go. Of course they are. Bukla was more like, I am going to, Bukla is more like the foundation of the kind of, this is so deep in the weeds, the kind of modular synthesis that I'm into yeah. where rather than playing a note, you are plugging things into other things until it essentially plays itself. Well, the, so I, I was hoping yes. you would segue here because yeah. you have recently, you've recently <laughs> gotten into uh, synthesizers, but right. in a, not you're not going to... Playing a keyboard. Guitar no. Center and buying a, a keyboard a that can make you breakfast. I'm building my own modules at you're, this desk yeah. right behind me. You're soldering yeah. yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, I can see on your desk here, because again, again, All the pins. listeners, yeah. we're in a a physical Brain location, physical all in location. the same room. And yep. I can confirm that I Rosemary, Rosemary has, has things on her desk. I soldered like 200 diodes nice. the last week and just clipped all the pins and they're everywhere. They're <laughs> yeah, everywhere. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But no, so um, uh, back to the... the uh, developments in music technology yes this is really where this explosion happened one of the other things is that multi-tracking is becoming actually viable mm -hmm. as yeah. a thing instead of like an eight track that maybe that gets you enough for every part of the band now you have you can mic two parts of the drums yes yeah. uh, well but now you have these massive controllers and you can you you're doing stereo and so you can pan things in oh. different ways and so there are some records that will do something really interesting. It's really weird to listen to these records where like they're discovering what stereo can be used for. So there, because at that time, all the music at the time was just them going, "Bro, what do we do? Do you, do yeah. what, you know?" Yeah. Like, and it, it's like when you listen to like "Day in the Life" by the Beatles, like, yeah, it's totally. Oh my going, god, bro, what if we did this? What if we <laughs> yeah. after the song ends? <laughs> What this if we just, play this thing in reverse and never could see any other witness? It's yeah. like, okay, <laughs> like, sure, let's do that, John. Yeah. But no, so like, uh, and they're doing weird stuff. I was listening to a song that's going to be on my pick uh, later where like the vocals are hard panned right, but mm -hmm. then there's a reverb. It's just the reverb of the voices panned cool. hard left. And it's like, this is the oddest sound I've ever heard. A whole lot of psychedelic records hard panned the drums yeah. to one side, which is a I nice effect. I hate that. Because I, I feel it makes me, when I'm walking yeah, with headphones yes, on, yes. it makes me feel like I'm going to fall over. You start <laughs> listing? I, yeah, I yeah, literally, yeah, yeah. so when they came out with the, the Beatles remasters, I think in around 29, they 2010, and they they oh, yeah. they completely did the so they did yeah. the mono box set and then the stereo box set. But yeah. the stereo box set was the the stereo records. But then they did the the original mono records. They did stereo. Yeah. But by again, I don't have enough air quotes in the world. 
by stereo, I mean they did bass and drums on one side, vocals and guitar on the other side. And so I was Which like, is listening. what that's what the original ones were. Yeah. And so I was listening to the yeah. to, to these ones that were originally mono mixed, yeah. uh, early Beatles stuff that was stereo, and it literally made me like like walk <laughs> to the right like a like a cartoon character. It makes me feel like I'm gonna fall over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's very funny. Yeah. I don't um, know if anybody else gets that, but I yeah. was like, oh the right side of my head is heavy because the bass and drums yes. are over. No, wow. I, that <laughs> makes sense. Hearing cool. plays a huge part in balance. No, um but no so but so right. there is the probably the biggest psychedelic revival that happened, uh, which people don't talk about it this way, was shoegaze. Oh, sure. In the late 80s. That was the first time we're like, all right. So like they had that fun time where they're like trying to figure out what all what can you make music do with all this weird effects. Yeah. And now shoegaze is like, well, what if we just did that again? And so before the before there was a term for that, a lot of these uh music writers were calling it psychedelic music. We were like, mm. what else do you call? Yeah, like, what did they what call, do you call the, first my, the first My Bloody Valentine? Like, what were they called? I, the, don't, I, I mean, don't know. I'm asking. The very like, first My Bloody Valentine was just like a weird post-punk record. Huh. <laughs> but that was before Kevin Shields was in charge well, even, of the band. Even, even in um, retrospect, like, now we are, you yeah, and I have had a podcast yeah. on the Deftones and the Pumpkins. Yeah. Both, sh- both bands that on the our shoegaze subreddit people like are they shoegaze right right (laughs) and they are but heavily influenced yeah yeah heavily influenced they got bits of it in there yeah it's just a thing but so even we didn't have a term for it right exactly um yeah and it and it was uh you listen to especially like rides later stuff like the second ride record is basically just like a loud psych record it's barely a shoegaze record at all uh, like Lush is very psychedelic in those early records. Um, and then it even carried on to like when when Shoegaze like sort of like uh, was out of vogue and then Britpop popped up like that Stone Roses is, is incredibly yeah. psychedelic influenced. Uh, some of those Oasis records are inc- Blur was incredibly, uh, incredibly psychedelic influenced. I'm, I'm which a big Blur fan. is just like this wild thing where it's just all this stuff is coming from you know this thing that happened in the 60s which was again very brief it was basically mm-hmm. there are a couple records in 66 67 there were a million of them 68 there were still some more and then 69 everybody was making it, blues rock again it as a uh, i was born in 85 and so you're going through the 90s you're you're, you're, you're coming online and you hear Beatles, yeah. Zeppelin, Jimi yeah. Hendrix, you know, all these things. And it wasn't until I was a lot, uh, maybe in my 20s, that I realized, oh, Jimi Hendrix was, like, around as long as, like, 98 degrees. <laughs> or yes. Like, wow. he had, like, a white, it was hot incredible time brief. and then went yeah. away. Yeah. And, and realizing how impactful... He and again, we've even talked about Beatles nine, uh, uh, 64 to, to 70, and yeah, 70 is is 63 I don't, was, I think, the first like debut, mm-hmm. then 64 was when they came to Ed Sullivan. You might be totally right, but it's a it's it's, yeah. it's 76 years, and and I seven dare years. I'm not even comfortable saying 70. Because they mm-hmm. broke up early seventy, and Abbey Road was basically like a like a posthumous go. for the band, like a yeah. posthumous band release, and it and, was it was you know, the swan song, and in 
you know, you hear that and then you go, uh, uh, you'll think about Wilco. Oh, yeah. Wilco put on a record in, I think, 94. And then you're like, yeah. Wilco put out a new record this, this week. Ye- and you're yeah. like, oh, oh my God. God. They've been around for like 30 years. Or you years. think about Radiohead. Who yes. like Yeah. Radiohead formed in 86. God. They are as old as I am. Yeah. <laughs> and, I mean, Johnny and Tom just did the smile. Mm-hmm. So who knows what that's actually going to mean for the future of Radiohead itself. Probably actually not a lot. Probably not going to mean a whole lot. They're they're just going to keep going. It was they just wanted to make a record together, and I think those are the only two guys who still live in Oxford. Are you stalking the band, dude? No. <laughs> Do you keep track of their? No, I don't. I just, I just. That's my theory for why the two of them are the only ones who are in this band. I believe it. It's just like that. You know, you, you're like, oh, we need to, we need to record. Like, yeah. And they, I, somebody throws well, up a doodle in the group chat. <laughs> <laughs> Well, no, because it was really, I was reading about it because I was like, I want to be in the Radiohead group. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. It's all memes. <laughs> <laughs> but like, it was really, so I was obsessed with trying to find the line. Like, why is this not a Radiohead record? Yeah. And then like, I'm reading some of the stuff about it. It's like Johnny Regrino had wanted to make music with Tom York during the pandemic. I'm like, they must have been close they together. The yeah. They must yeah. have been close. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, um, but no, but like, it was unheard of that back then that a band would be lasting like that the rolling stones are still together is incredible you referenced <laughs> almost famous which is one of my absolute favorite films but uh the character of jimmy fallon plays a, like a hot shot um record like yeah big record guy and he comes in and he's talking uh and jimmy fallon with a beer and he comes in and he goes hey if you you know he's he's like hey i'm t- i'm trying to teach you how to i'm trying to teach you how this stuff works here yeah. okay we're gonna get a private jet we're gonna bop 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 yeah and he goes if you think there's a line and he goes if you think mick jagger's still gonna be doing this when he's in the sixes you got another thing coming and he is that joke yeah was from 99 yeah that joke about mick jagger's not gonna be doing this if you think Mick Jagger's still going to be doing this when he's an old man, was he was already from an old man. 23, yeah. or not 23, 23, what is that, is that right? 23, 23 years. 23 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Mick Jagger played SNL last year. Yeah. Oh Wait, my God. Mm, last year or the year before. Yeah, I think two years ago. My ankles hurt just thinking about that. <laughs> and he, he, I do remember when he played SNL because he. He gyrated like crazy. Do you remember when you he played when they played the Super Bowl halftime show and he wore those shocks? What? The, sketch- the Nike shocks? I don't. <laughs> he, I wore, don't. he wore Nike shocks when they played huh. the Super Bowl halftime show, and I was like, "What are those? What are those? <laughs> <laughs> exactly." But but no, but like it's that was this thing, and especially in that time, there because you know heavy psychedelic drug use does have some ill effects Mm -hmm. uh and so so much of it is because these guys are just dying (laughs) as part of it so like led zeppelin mate who knows if led zeppelin would have kept going who knows if i mean the who i guess is still making i mean they're still touring whatever but like they i don't know if they've have they written anything past keith moon i think they have yeah but it's not the same it's not the same at all i mean again keith moon Invented hard rock because he couldn't control himself. Yes. He is the figure on which Animal the Muppet is based. Absolutely. <laughs> like, that is that is why the Who is so important. But um, part of is I mean, we, we've but talked it, about but it this. Is, Should it they is keep such existing? A short, like, it's just a short, brief moment in time. Yeah. 
and we talk a lot about capturing lightning in a bottle and like mm. man 67 was lightning in a bottle yeah it, I, I i've had this conversation with uh again with my buddy evan who's a super simpsons fan <laughs> yeah super simpsons fan he ran a website in the 90s right. as right. a very young man called the <laughs> very young man yeah called the simpsonian institute right 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 and um you pre any streaming stuff so it was flash clips that he could amass and <clears throat> i get really annoyed at this the simpsons isn't good anymore because i've been hearing the simpsons isn't good isn't good anymore yeah. since 2000 right and so i asked him i said come on like, come on man like yo like there's been good simpsons episodes since the 2000s there's this there's right. that and i'm trying to name stuff and i'm like you know isn't this just nostalgia glasses and he made me his response is I don't know maybe this is obvious to everybody else but it was it was new to me he was like sure are there current Simpsons episodes that are good have there been good yeah. Simpsons since yes he's like but you had this just white hot moment where yeah. you had, you had mm-hmm. a writer's room you know featuring and, I, and I'm sorry the only name I know is Conan O'Brien yeah but you had this writer's room. That just from about season three through I I I don't know season seven or so, so just wrote gold yeah and so yeah the new writers maybe they're great you know and maybe they're doing a great job but it's it's just not gonna be the same right exactly yeah and it also like to me just impresses the longevity that mm-hmm. a work of music can have because mm-hmm. again we we're talking about 1967 this was. 75 years ago mm-hmm. huh and we're what? talking about it now is it 65 yeah. was it 65 my bath my math is sometimes bad wait i'm not since 1967 wait how years since 1967 if you're listening 65 if you're listening tweet it and that how long 2020 is <laughs> between 1967 um, 55 55 55 years since 1967 right I'm okay. gonna. We're gonna. We're gonna. Sixty-seven oh, plus fifty yeah, is one hundred seventeen. Okay. Yeah, fifty-five. Fifty-five. Sorry. All right. So not. That was. I'm bad at math. <laughs> in my head. I also. No, it's, it's also one of those things where, like, because I feel like two thousand was yesterday. Sure. I'm constantly like over exaggerate, like overemphasize. <laughs> I was like, okay, so I know now that you know two thousand six was fifteen years ago. Mm-hmm. That's it must have been, you know, and we've and we've talked about the podcast, like yeah, like Lauren and I dated mm-hmm. back in like two thousand five. What? <laughs> sorry, sorry to bring this up, man. F- sorry to bring this up, uh, man. Sorry for you to hear this way. Um, <laughs> find you, also find you a girl about- who will break up with you. Marry some other guy, and then you'll start a podcast with him. That's we've how it goes. Find talked- you a girl like that. That's male we've friendship. Al- <laughs> we've also talked about. I started dating her, and she's like, "Hey, I'm really close with this guy now. Yeah, He's yeah, my yeah. ex." And I was like, "You know, my ma- all my male puffing up happens internally, not externally." Yeah. And I came and I visited His throat her. Throat pouch expanded. My throat pouch expanded. And you were the freaking. Well, I stayed with you. I stayed with you. Yeah, you stayed at my. I dorm. stayed at your dorm because your roommate was gone, and you were the most kindest. And you shared. Yeah. Like, well, you're a very open person. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. We had a we had a deep connection. Yeah. And the next day, I was like, "Oh, he's like the best. He's so right. nice." That and was and that I was fifteen years ago. Yeah, and I was like, I was like, but <laughs> but I was like, I didn't feel like any um, right. apologies if you have to beep this. But I was like, I didn't feel any big dick measuring. Right, contest. of like, course. He was yeah, a total yeah, yeah. gentleman. 
he was super nice. Right. And there's probably plenty of hot girls here <laughs> chase after. And so I, I don't know. You apparently you gentleman. had you, apparently you had some hot friends that thought I was cute and you never told you, me. So wow. Well, wow. Man, wait, holding out on me. Wait, no, I'm gonna put you on I'm gonna put you on blast. <laughs> Nat is very good at scene stuff. He was the king of the MySpace. Oh, animals. I was absolutely king of the MySpace. Nat, wow. Nat is Nat is adorable, and he has a beard, and he has long I hair. I at one point downloaded a VPN because my college banned MySpace because it was <gasps> taking up too much of the bandwidth. <laughs> and so, and so I like found a VPN to still access so, MySpace. So Nat's You're the coolest a, person I've ever met. Nat's adorable, and he's posting all these vague. Cute twee 2006 ish, seven ish selfies yeah, yeah, yeah. on MySpace. And, and my dear friend, who I, who I won't name her, um, who is a former crush of mine, uh, she's like, Who's your girlfriend's friend? What's going on? He's, oh my God, his beard. And I, and I was like, Yeah, like he's cool. Good. They're like, Yeah, that's Lauren's ex. She goes, She's insane. You just like just DM him on MySpace. And She's, she never did. No, she never did. She Man. never did. And guess what? I'm and gonna now I'm married for twelve years and you I'm married for twelve years. I'm a I'm a dunk on her. She's still single dog. Oh what? this is why you gotta shoot your shot. You gotta shoot, shoot your shot. <laughs> Anyways. Anyways, nineteen sixty seven was hundred and three years ago. <laughs> Rosemary, this is why our podcasts are 10 hours long. Yeah. I'm no, so it's it 55 years ago. Sergeant Pepper is preparing for retirement. You know, like, mm-hmm. honestly, like if Sergeant Pepper was a person, we would be, con- we would like, dead. we, we would have, have, we would have honored him on Memorial Day. Well, he, if he was born at the, at the oh, release of the album. Okay. Yes. He was born I don't mean the Sergeant Pepper, Pepper who was a grown man when that album came out. I'm I mean assuming the Sergeant Pepper. That, the, a record they're singing about a grown-ass Sergeant Pepper. Well, Paul man. was dead, so... True. Good point. Teach the controversy. Billy Shears. Exactly. Billy Campbell. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but no, so it's 55. Like, that's such a long time. Yeah. Like, you know, that's just For bizarre. Anyone who's listening who's over 55, I'm sorry. I mean, time. It's that, not that time is. You're young. You're beautiful. You're beautiful. <laughs> As I'm reaching my thirties, I'm just like re, like you're reaching your thirty. You're over thirty. I'm in thirty-five. As I'm like trudging my way through my thirties, <laughs> <laughs> I am realizing just how long time takes. Oh yeah, bro. I'm and two and a half months away from thirty-seven. Yeah, and it, it just yeah, hearing that makes yeah. me want to just. Jump but so, out it, but it just like. Just realizing, like, just how long life because everything feels so urgent when you're young, mm-hmm. and you're like, Oh, like, and then it's stuff like it's bizarre. Because, like, I have um, the drummer of my band is several years younger than I am, he was actually <laughs> a student of mine when I was t- working in a school. Is he does he say like no cap and and bussin'? No, but he says bet all the time. <laughs> That's really cute. <laughs> That's really cute. <laughs> bet, um, but so, like. And there's stuff was like, oh yeah, I remember listening. Like, man, I haven't listened to, you know, he'll listen, like list some record that I feel just came out. And like, I haven't listened to that since I was like a kid. I'm like, like turn on the, you? I remember when my dad was into turn on the bright lights. Like, <laughs> Shut up. Right. Shut no, up. Yeah. It was, it was like I remember the first time that somebody was talking about, like a young kid was talking about dad rock. Like a teenager was talking about dad rock. And you know, block party. I'm like, like who? And it's a Foo Fighters. Oh my God. I was like, oh geez. 
All right. I, I still stand All for right. Food Fighter. People try to talk trash. Yeah. About, no, oh, they're whatever. Shut but up. No, but so it's just, I've just realized like how long time takes. And mm-hmm. it is something I am appreciating, but also seeing just the longevity of these 55 year old records that are still incredible. Mm-hmm. And every once in a while, I'll get in a mood where I will just basically only listen to anything from 67, 68 for weeks. Um, but it's, it was this moment of time that is just but you're, indelible. You, you're talking about time. Makes, I mean, again, you are you are on the cusp of being a, a father, and you're going to be an amazing father. And <clears throat> I am not a father, and I am. Um, I've I'm been around, not a father. <laughs> I've been around a lot of people who are fathers. And mothers. And like the number one (laughs) constant. The number one constant is it's like scary good, right? It's really it's really kind of killing me. I'm so sorry. You're not a father. I'm never gonna finish this. You've been around a lot of fathers. (laughs) I've been around a lot of fathers. I've been around a lot of mothers. Uh the constant (laughs) is 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 always when I talk to my friends who who do have kids, is going, it's so long. It takes forever, and it's yeah. so fast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yo, the terrible twos like are the worst. But <laughs> right. also, oh my god, she's five now. Mm-hmm. What yeah. the hell? Because when you track time, like, yeah. uh, like again, as a, someone who's not a parent, if you track time, like how I, my dumb brain does, right? I'm constantly thinking about movies and, and music. Yeah, and, and so you're like, <laughs> like, okay. A moon-shaped pool came out in 2016. Oh if you had a daughter in 2016, she's she's seven. Yeah, that kid has like thoughts and feelings. In <laughs> yeah. in my my stupid head, I'm like, oh yeah, the last well, you know. But it, yeah. it's it's just it's it's you know. I know yeah. we're way off base. I'm sorry, but it's well, just time. Here time. is here is the thing. I promise I'm not high or on LSD, <laughs> but time, dog, time. Yeah. No, so here is the thing that I saw the other day that I sent you and then upset you uh, is that now we have passed the date at which In Rainbows is now as old as Pablo Honey was when In Rainbows came out. So you sent this to me and I posted it in a- The Matt a, Damon gif. Rose, Rosemary <laughs> oh, and man. I's um, group, group chat. Yeah. And a few people responded, how dare you? Yeah. <laughs> don't dare you. Right. Don't do that. So was, uh, right. My buddy yeah. was like, how dare you? And, and I'm like, I'm just, I'm my, my friend Nat told me. <laughs> and it upset I, me and I had to pass right. it on. I do think that there is something to the way that information is archived now. Because we are, con- mm. I mean, we're just inundated with it. You can find anything anywhere all the time. Yeah, We have several do, times during this dis- episode, fact check things live to see yeah. these things. But- it is one of those things where I think because we are constantly attached to this information, it is present with us all the time. Mm-hmm. And so there is a very different feeling than, you know, hearing Hey Jude on the radio a few years ago. Yeah. And then now it's 1971 and the Beatles are broken up and Uncle Albert's on the radio. And you're like, man, that was such a long time ago. Hey Jude was such a yeah. long time ago. And now you know, you've got it on your Spotify playlist that you've been, I I had the realization that my Spotify account is like nine years old. I mean, to, to sound, Spotify has been around a decade. Like I'm about to say the most obvious thing, right? If you've even, if you've even had a brain cell, you've had this kind of existential thought, but I'm going to say it anyways of like, 
I'm an elder millennial, and so yeah. I'm of the age where I had a blank tape in the tape deck, and it was 9 p.m. and 89X <laughs> Top 9 at 9, and Detroit came on. Yep. And I'm waiting for that Limb Biscuit song that <laughs> I love. The one from you know, Mission Impossible 2. One, probably. And I'm going <laughs> to press play and record at the same time. Yeah. You know, and do that. And anybody who's listening, the, but but that memory, right? I was on the yeah. edge. I was so on like, the that's edge. A core, that's a core memory. So the, the, the start of that kind of memory, though, is probably early 80s. Yeah. Right? And so now um, I, I remember being like 16. I remember being like, Led Zeppelin's important, I guess. Yeah, I should get into them, and you know, you and I, we're all music, we're all music nerds. Mm-hmm. And I went to the store and I bought the I bought the record with the man carrying some sticks on his back, and I and I that's a bold put, one. And I put it in my car, and I heard black black dog, and I was just blown away. And I remember yeah. I I went to lunch or dinner or something with my parents, and I was like. Have you guys I heard got, of this band Led Zeppelin? I was like almost mad. Like I remember, oh, I remember yeah. this so vividly. I was almost mad at them. I was like, "You have been, you have been keeping Led yeah. Zeppelin from." And they were just sort of like, "Well, yeah, we'll do. You have Led Zeppelin. That's a band." And I'm of like, "Of course. Why would you, you need to? You guys, do you I, know how good yes. this is?" And they're like, "Yeah." And I'm like. Why did you not yeah. put this in front of me sooner? Yes, I I have had a similar uh, similar disappointment in my mother for withholding <laughs> the cure for me. Oh wow! And she was like, "When did their most important albums come out?" I'm like, "Well, eighty, you know, eighty five, eighty six, eighty seven. She's like, "What was I? What was I doing in eighty six, Nathaniel?" It's like raising you. <laughs> you mean giving like carrying and birthing me? It's like. Why, where would I have time to find this music? Also, Focus on the Family told me I shouldn't be telling you that. Yo. Also, who um, wants to listen to Disintegration while you're carrying a child? Like, that can't be good for anybody. <laughs> I mean, my wife's carrying the child, but I've listened to Disintegration since the, <laughs> since while she's been here. Maybe it'll be great. Maybe. Um, do, you, do you do the thing where you put the, uh, the, the headphones. headphones on the on no. the womb and play it? Um, no, I haven't. Oh, okay. No. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> put the headphones on. On the womb and play a hundred gex and then yeah. and then see if it turns out like the babies who you play Mozart for. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I would need two babies at that point. I need to have a sample need a control size. Control baby. Yeah, I need a control <laughs> baby. Yeah. Well, there's that. <laughs> yes, the, the baby who heard hundred gex in the womb and the baby who heard Mozart in the womb. Goofus and gallant. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, but no. So I also got mad at her once because I didn't see karate kid till I was in college. Uh. And she was like, you poor deprived child. I'm like, who's responsible for what <laughs> movies I watched as a child? Yo. Mom. Kar- like, so you're only a hair younger than me. Yeah. Karate kid was like that movie. That movie. Yeah. It was for me. Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 But no. So it's, yeah, I, I definitely get it. But like, yeah, it's just this thing. Uh, anyway, that's Anyways. 1967. That's summer. I mean, while we're in San Francisco, we should bring up, you know, who, who else is from here? Def Heaven's from here. They're great. So Metallica's when, from when here. Nat they and I were, yeah. When Nat and I were talking about this episode, Nat said, uh, well, we were champ- uh, summer, summer of Love and blah, blah, blah. And I said, we, I don't know, because I'm pretty ignorant of that era. And again, I, I maybe I've expressed my ignorance in this podcast. Um, You've never heard Piper at the Gates of Dawn. Um, so. I've never apparently. Piper at the Gates of Dawn. Yeah, that sounds made up. Um, <laughs> kind of is. Pink. Fl- I mean, yes, <laughs> yes. 
but you were like, let's do a Death Heaven deep dive. And I was like, every episode. Every episode of this podcast is a Death Heaven deep dive. Because Death Heaven, again, back to us, back to us not communicating a ton outside of social media uh, as friends for a while, but both of us came to Death Heaven and we're just like, yeah. Yo. <laughs> you 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 couldn't escape Sunbay there. Rosemary. Yeah. Hi. It's been an honor. Oh, yeah. It's, thank you. It's been Well, we're using your studio. Yeah. So thank you. You've been a wonderful you've been a wonderful foil to foil. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Uh lovely to be here. Something yeah. that we do on this show to wrap it up mm-hmm. um is we at, we ask each other, "Hey, what's your pick for the week?" and that's just a record. Got Can it. I impose on you to suggest a record for our listeners to to hear? Yeah, um, I have been listening. I shared this with you. I don't know how much you have listened to it, but I am. I I I love it. This is like one of my favorite records of the past year. Um, there is a band, a I would say post hardcore band called Downward. They're yeah, EP. they're sort of they're sort of hummy, right? Yeah, they're kind of hummy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Which yeah. you and because I, I believe they're no, named no. after the album "Downward Is Heaven." Mark. I believe so. No. I, I keep hearing I should listen to them, and I have not. The EP, uh, the Brass Tax, uh, mm-hmm. is wonderful, and it's like tax like death and taxes. Yeah, I like that. That's it's a nice, um, yeah, it's like double entendre. Heavy oh wait, and so it's not, it's not the brass tax like the no, like the T H T A X. Yeah, okay, okay. Heavy and beautiful, uh, wonderful vocals. That's my like whole deal. Odd, odd, interesting electronic, Ooh. freaky flourishes. Ooh. Um, just really wonderful. And you, and you said like the the kind of if you were in a music store, it'd be under hardcore. I would put it. I would. I would describe it as maybe like a post hardcore thing. Post hardcore heavy shoegaze. Closer. Yeah. yeah. Post hardcore mm-hmm. heavy shoegaze space rock. From yeah. I've listened to a little bit of Downward. Yeah. They're good. I like. Quite good. I keep meaning to listen to more of them. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, uh, thank. Okay, yeah. so so moving on, Nat. Yes, we got. So what are, you, my, what are you picking? My pick this week is the album Odyssey and Oracle by the Zombies, which Ooh. I was going to bring up in my list of 1967 records until I realized it came out in 1968. Um, but it was recorded in 1967. Uh, the Zombies, you know them from uh, Time of the Season. Mm-hmm. That is their big hit. Uh, this record was recorded basically as like a, hey, like we're breaking up. Let's just record all the songs we have and call it a day. Sound of the season became or time of the season became a huge hit. Mm-hmm. Absolutely massive hit. And people and promoters like they didn't know they broke up. And mm-hmm. so people are claiming to be the zombies. Right. And like calling venues like oh yeah we're the zombies wait the for real yes yeah this is the thing that happened i've not heard this i mean i'm aware of the zombies but But i know the story because the internet's not around the zombies (laughs) don't know this is happening you can't just go on the subreddit for the zombies right 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 right. so the zombies don't know this is happening and so but by the time that they get wind of it Uh everyone has already gotten wind they're like oh listen there are all these people impersonating the zombies and so no one believes that they're the zombies so they just like basically have this incredible record (laughs) that they can't do anything with uh they did record a follow-up in like 1998 in order to renew the the copyright on the name the zombies (laughs) (laughs) 
this is this it's is not like a good the, one. Uh, the but, Hellraiser people who keep making Hellraiser movies only to keep the copyright. Yes, and why Sony keeps making Spider-Man character <laughs> films. Um, but no, so uh, Odyssey and Oracle, it is very much in the spirit of Pet Sounds. I am also realizing right now we did not bring up uh, Smile at all, oh, which is gosh. an incredible piece of 1967, which we should just spend an episode talking about. Um. Yeah, well, you and we'll I were we, we pre, talked about it. Pre pregamed in the car, in the car <laughs> about how there's basically three available versions of smile. There's smiley smile. There's the Brian Wilson smile from I I think oh five ish. Yeah, and then Mid-2000s. there's and then in last the, week the early 2010s. Yeah, 2011. Brian Wilson got to properly I, do the original I uh, heard, recording. So I had known the reputation of the album, and then one day I walked into my record store. And there was a copy on vinyl sitting there. I was like, "I what? Why? Th- why is this record that Wait, doesn't which, exist?" The my Brian, local record store, when, the no, Smile, no, but the, twenty the twenty eleven. Oh, so the newer one. Okay. Well, yeah, yeah, I yeah. mean, air quotes the newer right, one. Right, right, right. Yeah. The one that they re yeah. went back to the tapes. But so I was like, "How is this record that never came out for sale? <laughs> I would like to buy one, please." Um, but no. So, uh, but the zombies, Odyssey, and Oracle absolutely feels very much in that like broke pop psychedelic pop sort of deal and it is the whole record is great the whole record is wonderful it's one of the most beautiful records i've ever heard cool uh my pick this week as always to counterbalance nat's more interesting pick i'm also wearing a glassing t-shirt today which you can't see which i don't know if my pick if you've listened to this podcast nat talks about holy fawn and glassing a lot um because Holy Fun talks about glassing a lot. <laughs> I have an obscure band and an obscure pick for you. Uh, Wilco, Cruel Country. Wow, Wilco. Um, Interesting. Mm-hmm. I, this is the you first know, Wil- I'm hearing of them. Wilco was the... When Yankee Hotel Foxtrot came out, it was the... Yo, this is the American and the kind of country, uh, and people compared them to Radiohead because, again, you're you're. Anytime it, an album makes us so- makes is it a, anytime a band makes an album that doesn't sound like the album right before it, they call it Kid A. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, is it a good comparison? I don't like. Probably mm. not. But people were freaking out about it, and so I yeah. and uh, it was a big record for me, right? Yeah. And so I became a Wilco fan, and then the Ghost Is Born continued, and then I kind of went back in time and goes, oh, there is actually country music yeah roots here and uh cruel country uh which is their new record and i think it's considered a double lp it's like an hour and five minutes so in reality that's not that long but i think on vinyl it's a double record for yeah 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 for a uh, a vinyl or for any record that's you know um 45 minutes is standard so it's three it's or it's like 21 three minute songs wikipedia said the last sentence of the first paragraph says it is a double album (laughs) okay okay (laughs) wikipedia confirms yes um it's a double album and look i mean i i've tried to hang with wilco their entire career yeah there's been moments where they've lost me a little bit nat and i were chatting the other night that the um Whole love. The, the whole love where the first Art of track is blo- blows your mind and then blows the rest of the record's just not oh, that good. Oh yeah. God. I'm sorry. Uh, if you're listening me. and you and you want to defend that record, please please reply in the comments. Because we have a comment section. Yeah. Um anyways, cruel country. Leave a leave a note on our Patreon about yeah. 
uh, Cruel Country is their newest record. It's a double record, and it is just the it's the most stripped down thing they've done since being there, uh, which yeah. was their second record. And look, Tweedy is Jeff Tweedy, the lead singer, is not trying to do any magic tricks here. He's not. He's not the thirty year old something. The thirty something he was when he was doing uh, Yankee Hotel Foxtrot and trying to trying to do stuff right. Like he was not in the studio <laughs> trying to do stuff, mess with stuff. He's like, I wrote. 20 something folk songs yeah and he lets the lyrics really hold it you know the man the man is playing g c and d and a minor <laughs> and e and and he's not doing much else and i nathaniel I, south is listening thinking that's all you need it is all you need i'm it telling you nathaniel you south that's all you need i need it's, some more is oh, no you, that's all you need. you need is all you need I mean, this goes back to we skipped over it, but me getting pedals, guitar pedals. Oh, yeah. I mean, my version to pedals has always been like Bob Dylan to name pedals, which <laughs> am I stupid? Probably. <laughs> but also I'm like, yo, I want to be the next Bob You also Dylan. should have gotten an overdrive pedal at least a long time ago. Yeah, so I'm might, glad we got you set up. <laughs> the Jassus record has some distortion on it. Anyways, yeah. uh, so I love Cruel Country. He has yeah. uh, the, the, the title track as a second track, and he says... I love my country uh, uh, like a little child, red, white, and blue. I love my country, uh, stupid and cruel, red, white, and blue. And I it's don't not a very good rhyme. think it was an accident that this was released on Memorial Day oh, Friday. Not. Like, it was, it was released Friday. And so I've listened to a comical amount of time. I don't listen to, like, records on repeat much. Yeah. And uh, so we was listening to this one a lot, and uh, a lot of the lyrics have stuck out to me and, and, and moved me. And uh, so, yeah, I've rambled too much. Tweety's still got it. The band still got it. Nels Klein gets to do some Nels Klein stuff every now and again. Um, if you like Early Wilco or Neil Young, give it a listen. Yeah. That's, that's Neil nice. Young coming back again, bringing us around. Beautiful. Cinnamon Girl, that guitar solo. <laughs> One note, all you need. Uh, Take that, Joe Satriani. <laughs> <laughs> Take that, Eric Clapton. <laughs> all Is that how you end every show? Yeah, no, we, we end we every tell off Take Joe that, Satriani. Joe Satriani. Well, I mean, like, oh, we the skipped, first. We skipped the redemption arc with Cream. Oh, well. Oh, that's true. <laughs> he that's doesn't okay. deserve the, the first time I remember, like, I, I was in love with the strokes, which is topical for our next episode. Yeah. And my friend got really grumpy. He was He was too cool for school, and he was like, Tom Petty already did this with American Girl, and I remember and the listening. Stroke said that on TV. Well, he's, he, when he wasn't wrong, and so and I, you know, I was young, and so I hadn't heard American Girl. Yeah. I was an American Girl, and the guitar solo in American Girl was just nah, 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 nah. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. a single note, and I was like, I didn't know you could do that. Right, 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 <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, it's uh, Rosemary. Thank you, Hi. thank you, thank yes. you. This has you, been like lovely. we're using you your equipment, we're using your, your tools. Mm-hmm. Um. We're using your desk. There's a beautiful uh, painting of you <laughs> over my right shoulder of you holding up a, 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 a side duck. No, yeah. I was 23. Uh, were you really that young? I was really that young. And yeah, what's baby. that cane you're holding? Oh, Wait, so, yeah. Can you tell our audience about this painting? Because this well, is too cool for school. Sure. We can put it in the show notes and then. <laughs> yeah. You, you can go and knack and choose what gets edited out. But can you tell us about this painting? Because I love this painting. Sure. Um. I worked at a design studio, a venerable San Francisco design studio called Mule. At one point, the rule was if you were at Mule for long enough, they would just get an oil painting of you. Oh, um, so like instead of a gold watch. Yeah. Because the the 
it, our mutual dumb friend, um, and I'd say <laughs> I stand by dumb Mike if you're listening, <laughs> dumbass friend, Mike. Yeah. Uh, he discovered this website that would do Chinese uh, yeah. oil for, in China. He discovered this website that would do oil yeah. paintings for very, very, very cheap. So he <laughs> he photoshopped my head onto Emperor Norton's body, um, <laughs> Emperor Emperor Norton the first of of San Francisco, um, and then put a Psyduck in there and then sent it off. There you go. Yeah, throw throw a goog at Emperor. Yeah, pop, a, pop, pop a goog. Pop a goog at Emperor Norton. Pop a goog. Yeah, because I did. Uh, it's been a pleasure to have you. Yeah. Thank you very much. And wait, I got a plug. I got a plug. So, plugging? Rosemary. Oh, right. Throw, throw Studio Galaxy into the goog. Pop a goog for Studio Galaxy. Pop a goog for Brain Tape. Brain Tape is my podcast uh, recapping the seminal comic strip, Akewood. It's very, very good. I do not get Akewood. And I'm happy. If that you listen to the show, you will. I'm happy that I you do. I thought for a second that you said Dagwood. No, that's different. <laughs> oh, uh, that comic is called Blondie. Yeah, that's true. Rosemary right. posts Aguid stuff all the time, and I just... I've st- it's I the most s- important piece of literature from the 2000s. I okay. stared at like a dumb child, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't get it's it. It's okay. But I yeah. should I should start your show. So, I mean, I admittedly, I don't listen to Brain Tape because I'm a mean... I'm a bad friend, but mm-hmm. also I don't read Aikwood and right. so I yep. listen I listen to your other stuff. Uh yep. anyways. You have okay. several and then you have uh are you still doing uh no previous podcasts. Um I was on Thought and a Chaser, which is which a um Is uh, it dead now? It's basically dead. We haven't well, recorded in so more near. we haven't recorded in a while, but I know it was dead dead. I don't think we're I you honestly didn't, you didn't do a farewell podcast, so I just assumed <laughs> you guys were just hanging we out. Actually have like two hours of tape in the chamber oh. um, that one day we'll release. Um, would that we had some tape in the chamber. We did. We used to. We then burned I, through. Then it. I got going. You kept getting sick. Uh, and I was also on Let's Make Mistakes for a while. Yeah. Back in the day. That was a very popular design by guys. Anyways, yeah. Rosemary, you're wonderful. Thank you for yes, thank you for you. having us here. Uh, and thank you, dear listener, for listening. Hey now. Do, you want to do one more? Listen to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let that theme music play. Love you all. I'm so sorry. Thank you for listening to Deep Food Radio. This podcast is hosted and produced by Jesse Atkinson and Matt Fitzgerald, who apologize for their rambling, but they also won't adjust their behavior, so their apology should be taken with a grain of salt. If, for whatever reason, you want more, you can follow at Detoon Radio Pod on all socials and visit DetoonRadioPod.com. Someone, please, sponsor us. Detoon Radio Pod.